What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Safe File Podcast, where like every gaming character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Lie, and today's guest is Dozy. Love this guy. He's awesome. After serving his term in the Navy, he got accepted to the University of Texas and began... Fuck, I, would, I forgot how to say that word. I gotta restart that. Kin- how you say it? Kinology? Kine- kinesiology. 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 I mean, you just leave it in like that. It's fine. It's a hard word. <laughs> <laughs> Kinesiology. Yeah. During this time, he coached both gymnastics and kickboxing, eventually feeding his entrepreneurial spirit by streaming on Twitch. After rediscovering his passion for gaming, he joined a gaming organization at UT and quickly rose to the position of vice president. He aims to create varsity esports programs and help prepare the next generation of students to continue the work. He eventually created and conducted an esports 2019 summer camp, which was held at an Austin gaming lounge. Nothing less to say, it was a massive success with 100% retention rate and 75% occupancy with just a few months of marketing. Upon graduation, he plans to open his own facility integrating gaming and sports. Who said you can't be fit and be a gamer, my friends? Gamers, I humbly introduce Sam Gonzalez. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing, dude? Um, I just want I just want to start out by saying that uh I did not write that. He he wrote that, all right? There was parts of my actual about me and he added in a little bit of flair, right? I I don't have that giant ego like that. It was a <laughs> massive success. I want everyone to know. <laughs> but hey, but dude, that's I mean for the for the listeners out there, that's how Sam and I met was through that summer camp, and it was fun. That was yeah. fun, dude. Definitely. Is, is there going to be a 2020 summer camp or what? I mean, I'm planning on it. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen because Evo's closed, but I'm working. I'm definitely thinking. Definitely looking forward to it, man. So what's there, up? How I'm you doing, doing, man? I'm good. I just got back from uh, uh, an early Christmas break vacation to Miami, Florida, uh, where my family's from. Okay. Uh, me and my girlfriend went down there. How yeah. was that? Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. How's the weather over there it. right now? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Is it better <laughs> no, than Texas? Great. Dude, like, all right. So I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this. I, I, I lived there for like 10 years, but I don't remember if summers are bad. Because we went there. It's winter. It's December. Here in Austin, it's like 35 degrees. In Miami, it was like 80 the whole time we were there. So it was beautiful. There was a nice breeze, like little sprinkles of rain every now and then. Like uh, all of plant life is like well fed and highly nourished. It's it's gorgeous. But uh, and she was like, "Is it like this in the summer too?" And I'm like, "Actually, I feel like my experience of summer was that it was absolutely miserable." But then I'm trying to compare it because it was just so hot. But yeah, okay. I moved to Texas. I moved to Texas and it's even worse in the summers <laughs> here. So like maybe like relatively it's it's not as bad. <laughs> but it's always it's always warm in, in, in Florida. It's always warm in Miami. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy to hear that you had a good time and uh I guess go back great. to go back and experience some things again. <laughs> yeah, man. And if anybody's looking for a vacation spot, head to Miami. I know that it's got a reputation for being party life, but you can find some really chill nice you know things to do if you're not into that i'm into both but i definitely check it out yeah 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 Yeah. i definitely have to 
hit you up when I go up and be like, hey, where's the places to go, man? Where's the spots? What's up? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, again, Sam, bro, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and coming through. We actually scheduled this, like, what, like almost a month ahead? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I'm off all day, so we're good. Heck yeah. All right. So we're going to dive right into it, my friend. So the first question, explain to us first experience with gaming. How did it, how did this all start? Um, well, my very first game that I remember, I mean, was uh, Pac-Man in uh, the old like box arcade things. What do you call this? The, the cabinets, the arcade cabinets, mm-hmm. old school Pac-Man arcade cabinet thing. It was at a pizza place where my mom worked. Um, oh, so it's remember- like an actual arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. It was like the only thing they had in the in the pizza shop, oh, and I would go there because I was I was too young to be in school. I think I was like five, or, and uh, my mom worked at this pizza shop, and I would be there playing playing Pac Man, waiting for her to get off. And the people that she worked with was like give me quarters and stuff because I was like that kid that ran around like one of the one of the waitress's sons. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, here's the quarters. Here, here. Sam, you need any quarters? They're like yell at me. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was interesting because uh, the way we ended up there, totally side story. But uh, the only reason we were even in North Carolina was because we were in Pennsylvania and we were moving back down to Miami. And uh, my mom's car broke down in North Carolina on the way to Miami. And she was a single mom with two kids. She didn't really have a lot of money, so she couldn't get it fixed. And uh, we pulled over at a mechanic shop and he gave her like a really good price, but she didn't have the money for it. So she got um, a little trailer and uh, she got a job at the pizza shop so that she could make the money to get the car fixed. And uh, and we lived there for 10 years. (laughs) She met uh, my stepdad at that pizza shop and uh, they got married and we moved in and that brings me to my first console experience at home gaming was they had a they had mario they had like um the nes where you put the cartridges in the front or no on the top mm. no that was what? later the ones where you go in the front yeah that's nes and you have to blow in the hook you have to blow yeah in. and i played <laughs> mario that was my that was my first at home video game experience which mario Damn. the one uh where you have the feathers and you fly oh okay yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I mean either. I mean, I know what it is. I don't want to name it, and then somebody in the comments is like, "You right, fucking right. boomer, like, you idiot! <laughs> How are you doing a gaming podcast?" <laughs> Let's look it up. Yeah, what is Mario it? Feather. I want to say three. No, I'm getting random ass results. I'm not gonna keep looking. <laughs> God, I mean, you could check the year. Nah, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna bash me about which Mario it was, like, get it together, right? Yeah, got more for real. To think about. Yeah, <laughs> go on somebody else's career and fuck with them. Whatever, man. Yeah. Okay, so the first segment we're gonna get into is character creation. So with every okay. gamer, there's always a character creation. Now, normally, my guests have a gamer tag, but you don't. I called you by your government name. So what mm. was your gamer tag and why? It's changed a lot over the years. Um, Right now, I'm doing a hybrid i9, uh, usually with an underscore, hybrid underscore i9. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that actually comes from my streaming days because I was looking for like a story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be like a person who was like bringing fitness and gaming, like these two things that everybody thinks of as like opposite or opposing, like they don't fit well together. So I was the hybrid. I was the guy who plays video games and also like goes to the gym and plays sports. So I was the hybrid. So I called myself hybrid and uh, I9 just sounded cool. (laughs) So it's hybrid underscore I9. And if you say it without the underscore, it's just hybrid I9, which is usually what a, what I'm, what my gamer tag and all my Twitter handle and all that stuff is. Before that, it was Sam Lugo, and that is uh, Sam S A M. That's my first name, and then Lugo is Luis Gonzalez. So it was like my name broken down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But people kept mispronouncing it. Sam Luego. Sam Lego. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm changing it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, that yeah. is actually pretty creative, you know, the hybrid. Like going back to your intro, you know, you're trying to put gaming and fitness together. That actually makes a lot of sense. All right, so let's let's get to the roots. Let's talk about the roots. So, how was your childhood? Um, uh, a mess. That's that's the the simplest way to to say it. Yo, I told you I was gonna do prep, but I didn't do any. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a, before we started. He had some camera difficulties. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I cool. um I you caught a little bit of the story. Um my single mom with two kids. Um it's just a lot of moving around, a lot of like following my mom because you know, she's jumping from place to place, going from this job to that job. I went to like four different high schools. Um and yeah, it was a lot of moving, it was very unstable. Um it was a gypsy kind of lifestyle. And it taught me a lot about, you know, people. I think that's one of the things that I value about it the most is that, like, I have grown up around all different kinds of people. And I've seen all kinds of different experiences and backgrounds and settings. I've been, you know, I've lived with rich people, poor people, black people, white people. Like, I'm all across the spectrum. Like, I've seen everything. Um, And I really value that. And it's taken me a while, like, I've had to learn how to build relationships because that was one of the bad things about it was that you move around so much, you start thinking that, like, making friends at school is a waste of time or I'm not going to know this guy in two years, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it it definitely took an impact on, like, that social development for me. Like, I was, like, it wasn't that I was an introvert. It was more that, like, I just didn't have the energy to, like, try. But then now, um, you know, I grew up and... I'm out doing my own thing and I'm starting to realize the importance of relationships because it's, it's it's important to have a like um, a support system, a safety net, uh, you know, a group of people that you can look to uh, people that you can hang out with and spend time with that, that social aspect. Humans just need that, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and when you don't, bad things can happen. My uncle, um, that's rough. I don't actually know if I want to get that deep into the into it, but um, yeah, man, go uncle, there. That's the my whole point uncle, of this. Oh, you want me to? Yes, go. All right, all right, all right. So my uncle was like um, super into drugs, um, prescription pills, and like just he was a fuck up to be to put it plain and simple. He was a fuck up, and he lived with my grandpa, his father. 
and he basically was being taken care of by his father. And when my grandpa died, uh, he just went, he took a, he took it like a dive, he spiraled. And, um, my mom and my aunt were really mad at him because like, he was like trying to take the inheritance and like, you know, throw it away and on drugs. And he was trying, he lost the house because he wasn't paying the mortgage. It wasn't a house. It was like a little condo in Florida where they retired. Mm-hmm. And he, it was, it all fell on him because he lived there, you know, and both the grandparents died. And now it's up to him to take on those responsibilities. And he totally dropped the ball and they lost the place. And then he spiraled out of control and got deep into drugs. And then he became homeless and uh, nobody knew, nobody talked to him. You know, he didn't keep in touch with anybody. You try to message him on Facebook or call him or whatever. And his phone would be disconnected. Um, nobody knew that he was going through trouble. Nobody knew that what he was what was happening with him and then uh a couple of months later we found out he died and it was totally preventable you know it was totally preventable i've got an extra i've got an extra couch he could have called me and you know but he didn't have that support structure he didn't maintain it he didn't keep in touch with everybody nobody knew what was going on with him mm-hmm. and you know humans are tribal we need we need each other and uh he abandoned it and i i feel kind of guilty like i feel like maybe i could have done more to try to like find him and keep up with him and try to help him but nobody even knew that he needed help yeah that's that's uh that's that <laughs> that's that story <laughs> yeah. so why do you feel bad about the situation um i guess because i feel guilty like if i would have tried to it, it, what could i have done more you know could i have prevented it you know, it, when I heard that he was going through, you know, when his father died and he started using again and he was getting really bad about drugs, like, should I have reached out, you know? Um, and now I'll never know the answer. You know, I'll never know what, what I could have been able to do, you know? Like I said, I had a couch. He could have stayed with me. I had all the resources that he needed and I didn't even know he, he needed them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel like that's partly my responsibility to like keep up with him and know whether or not he's doing okay. And that's something I've learned through you know um, just through life. I've learned that I need to start keeping in touch with people better uh, for for their sake and for my own. What are they going through? How are they doing? If I'm having trouble, you know, can I can I rely on you? When you're having trouble, I want you to know you got a place to be. You got you got a support system. Yeah. Oh, Damn, getting heavy early on. I'm I sorry. <laughs> but we're here for him, man. But you mentioned um, you in your childhood, you moved around a lot. Why did you guys yeah. move around so much? Um, I grew up really poor, really like like below the poverty line. Um, it was just my mom. Um, a lot of the times it would be a one bedroom, and my mom would sleep on the couch, and me and my sister would take the bed. Um, and uh, she didn't really have any skills or knowledge. She didn't go to school. She didn't go to college. Um, so she spent most of her working life as like a waiter or, you know, cleaning pools. She did that for a little while. She got bit by a dog. So she stopped doing that. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it was, it was always like single mom life. I had to, you know, take on more responsibility than a kid should at a young age. And, um, it was just really unstable 
we'd bounce from place to place. Maybe we'd move there because of a boyfriend. Or we'd move over here because of uh, closer to my grandparents. We move over here because rent's cheaper. We move over here because that guy kicked us out because she missed too many payments. You know, just instability of not having financial security is it's it's a it's a killer. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So growing up, did you have any role models? No. Nah. No, not at all. No. So how'd you take all that? Going through all that? Uh, at the time when I was a kid, I don't think I, I realized. At some point I did. But it was a long time. I wasn't, I wasn't probably, I was 16 when I first started catching on to like, this is fucked up and I need to do something about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was 16 when I got my first job. I moved out of my parents' house. I moved out of my mom's house because I was in high school. It was the, probably the most stable that I had been since we, we finally did eventually get to Florida when I was like in high school, like 14. The most stable that we had been, I, had, I was in well, the same school for a whole year. And then she started talking about moving back, moving somewhere else. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. I need to finish school. You know, I need stability. Like this is not working. I'm, I'm making friends and then losing them. Um, I finally have a job. I got a job at like 16, which is like the earliest that you could legally be hired. And I did other jobs. Like, um, whenever I was younger, I, the first job I ever had, I was seven and a friend of my stepfather needed, or no, I wasn't seven. I was probably like 10. Um, a friend of my stepfather needed someone to go underneath the crawl space to help him with plumbing. And I was tiny. <laughs> so okay. He, he hired me to, he gave me like 50 bucks to help him out with the job that he was a plumber and I crawled underneath the house. But, um, yeah, I was, I was starting to like develop relationships and like get in exploring my hobbies. I started doing martial arts around the age of like 15, 16, and I just didn't want to go. She started talking about moving again and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. So I told my neighbor, he was, uh, his son went to the same karate class as me. Mm-hmm. I told him, I told him like, you know, my mom's thinking about moving again. I don't want to do it. I'm tired of this shit. Uh, you know, we're living with my uncle now and he's fucking selling drugs. And like, I just, I don't want to be a part of this shit anymore. I need, I, I want to improve my life. And he was like, if, if your mom will let you, we have a home for you. You can stay with us. And, uh, I took him up on it. I was like, mom, I'm moving in with, I'm moving in with the neighbor i'm gonna stay here and finish high school and uh she was supportive she was like all right i understand and her and my little sister left um which is also another area of life that i feel guilt for that like i feel like i abandoned my little sister a little bit um and i lived with him and finished off school and then uh that's around the time i joined the navy and there's more and more story after that (laughs) Let's go back to your sister. Talk about it. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, what for the guilty part? I guess because I saw that 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 there was a change that needed to happen. I saw that this life was not good, and Mm -hmm. I saw that like I had the power to do something about it. But um, I felt guilty that I left her to live the life that I escaped. And uh, she ended up dropping out of high school. Um, she's doing great though. She she lives in Austin actually. She moved here uh, because she needed a place to stay, and I let her stay in my apartment. Like years later, this is like a couple of years ago from now. So 
Um, but yeah, I let her stay here and she liked Austin and she uh, found a place of her own and she's living in Austin now. But she dropped out of high school. I think she got her GED. And I just felt bad that like I got to escape and I was able to to get out of it and she was still there. Yeah. Good to hear, man. So how'd you get into karate? Mm, my dad was a martial artist and um, it was something I'd always wanted to do since I was a kid. And my mom wouldn't let me because <laughs> she was Not like, true. she was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're going to use it to beat up your little sister. Cause in North Carolina, I used to pick on her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you're going to use it to beat up your little sister. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take you there. I'm not going to pay for that. Yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. I'm crying and shit. And then, um, eventually at some point she, she, uh, she was like, Oh, um, I think you're old enough. I think you're ready. You can make your own decision. Do you want to do it? Like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> so we finally got into it, yeah. And I was doing, um, that was my first experience with like combat sports. And then I got into wrestling. Um, and then uh, when I got older, I got into MMA. And now I do a lot of jujitsu. Um, and then I discovered rock climbing through my sister. And I rock climb more than I do anything else now. <laughs> Why rock climb? Uh, uh, it's just, it's beautiful. It's It's so pure. It's just you up there. It's just you and your your body and uh, uh, the rock. It's like active meditation. It's it's cleansing to do it. Yeah, it's amazing. I have to try that sometime. You Man. should. <laughs> I want to. Maybe maybe we should link up in Austin. Take me to the spot yeah, you always go it. to. I'm down. Uh, uh, I actually go to a, a gym right now, like a rock climbing gym. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, you do it like in a gym or like for real? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. I definitely do it more in a gym. It's just a lot easier. You don't got to worry about like finding a spot and getting all the equipment set up and driving out there. Mm -hmm. You just go to the gym and everything's right there ready for you. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely link them and do that. So you mentioned that you stayed with your butt with your neighbor and you joined the Navy. Like how, how did that lead up to that point? Um, so yeah, I was, I was living with my neighbor. Um, Oh, I took the ASVAB in high school. I was a junior in high school, and I took the ASVAB. I didn't know what I was doing. They were just like, go in here, take this test. I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I went in there, uh, and they had like, it was the auditorium of the school. It was like a huge group of people that they had to take this test. And I don't know if they made me sign something or like I, if they told me that it was optional. I just remember them going, we're going over here, and you're going to take this test. And I was like, sure. So I sat down, and... Um, I'm really serious about everything. Like mm -hmm. I take everything I do really seriously. Mm -hmm. um, so even though I had no idea why I was taking it, I really fucking tried. <laughs> uh, and uh, I got a 93 out of a possible 99 on the test. Hey. So there were recruiters talking to me after that. And I, I was blowing them off. I was like, I'm not talking to you. But I had a friend who was like, she, she was joining the Navy and they, it was purely coincidence. I'm sure there was no forethought to like who's going to go get me out of class, but she was the one who went and got me out of class <laughs> to go talk to the recruiter. So she's my friend. I'm actually listening to her. So on the way to talk to this guy, she's like, you know, just give it a chance. Just listen to what he has to say. I know you're not really interested, but just, you know, just listen. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll fucking hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. So we got in there and he was like, um, and I like, like I said, I come from a rough background. I moved around a lot. Like, um, I, I thought that I wasn't going to be able to get into college. 
my grades were bad because I was not paying attention to school. That was my the least of my worries. So my grades were bad. I thought I wasn't going to get into college. I was actually at the time worrying about what I'm going to do when I graduate. So we go in there and he's like, you know, the money and the girls and the traveling and whenever you get out, you're going to have, you're going to be set for life because you're going to have this like nuclear, nuclear physics experience or whatever. And you're going to get a job at a, a facility, a plant, and you're going to be making a hundred K easy just for saying that you were in the Navy. And it just all started is shiny you know, lights in my eyes. Like, man, this sounds like a dream. Like this mm-hmm. is not anything that I could have ever imagined myself having. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was like, all right, I, I think, uh, I think this might be an option for me. I think it might be one of the better options for me, you know? So I did it and I went in and, uh, it, it was scary leading up to it. And I had cold feet like a couple of times, but my recruiter kept trying to, you know, convince me that I was doing the right thing. And the family that I was living with was like super about it. They were so proud. And my mom was saying that she was proud. Now, actually, I talked to her over the week that I went down there. She was like, I didn't give a shit. I, don't, I didn't care if you went. <laughs> but I thought <laughs> at the time, I thought that, like, she was, like, really wanted me to go. And she was proud yeah. that I was, like, changing my life, you know. And um, so I, I felt, like, that pressure of, like, family and stuff to go in. And um, whenever I got there, I was, like, 17. And my mom had to sign off and everything. I I went as soon as I graduated, I went, um, and, uh, I wasn't ready mentally. I was not prepared and I I went into depression and I tried to kill myself. Uh, after camp, I went to my station in South Carolina and, uh, I tried to kill myself and the guy that I was living with found me and stopped me. I luckily had not gotten too far into the process. Mm And, um, I went and started seeing therapists and, uh, they were like, yeah, you're, you shouldn't be here. And they sent me home. Yeah. I was there for 10 months. And after that, there was one guy that like, I went and like, tried to talk to him and he straight up was like, fuck you. You're not depressed. Get over it. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, dude, that Uh shit was crazy. Yeah. And I was a kid, I was 17. No, I think by this time I had turned 18, but, um, yeah, and uh, so uh, I did see a therapist, and I was going to meetings with him for a couple of months, and um, he said, yeah, you shouldn't be here. You should go home, and he signed the paper, and I, I got sent home. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was my short military experience. So what did you do when you got back? When I got back... Um, Oh, before I get to that, though, if anybody is thinking about going to the military, honestly, I think it's a fucking awesome thing. I think it's a really great, uh, really great opportunity. And I do not think that my experience should be indicative of anything that you could potentially see. I think that now as I'm older, I I think that sometimes I actually think about going back. I'm fucking not gonna, but I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But now that I'm older, like I just wasn't ready. I was young. And I think the military is a really good option for a certain type of person. And I'm just not that person. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So if you're thinking about it and you think it's right for you, then do it. Don't, don't take my experience as a sign that you should back out. Yeah. I concur as well. Uh, Being an army vet, it's, 
definitely not for everybody, but definitely don't feel pressured to do it. Because a lot of what Sam went through, unfortunately, people don't get caught in time. And it happens. So if you feel like you really want to do it and you're ready for it, it's definitely a great opportunity. But just make sure you're level-headed before you get into it. Yeah. Yeah, learn how to swim before you get thrown into deep waters. <laughs> it could be nah, rough. I didn't, know, I didn't know how to swim at all. I, I managed. <laughs> yeah, man. But, all right, so you got out the, you got out the Navy. What yeah. happened next? Um, I got out of the Navy and, um, damn, we're just going down the whole line. All right. Well, maybe I should back up and give you the first 15 years. <laughs> I mean, whatever. No, this is your I show, got, bro. Where, no, wherever you want to go. We, we might get back to it. We might circle around, but I got out of the Navy and, um, I used my money to buy a car and I got a job. Um, I got a job at a restaurant as a barback. And uh, I stayed with my grandparents, and they're super religious. They're Jehovah's Witnesses, mm. so they're like super religious. Mm. And it was Miami, and I was a kid. I was twenty. I had a job now, so I had money. I had freedom. I wanted to party, and they were not about it. And ah. we would get into we would get into like shouting matches all the time. She'd be like, "How come you're getting home so late? Why are you going out? Where are you going?" And I'm like, "I'm twenty. Shut up." Uh, <laughs> yeah 20 year olds and uh so uh, um i started to feel like um i was getting in their way like i was a burden to them like they were taking care of me and they didn't need to and i needed to get out of the nest and go do my own thing you know yeah and uh so that coupled with i broke my foot that was a big part of that was like a big turning point in my life was i broke my foot um i was doing some dumb shit on a wall <laughs> we went to go see a movie and they had like this fucking wall that was like at an angle so you could like run up it and get like super high and take like really cool photos without anybody knowing because it looks like a flat wall so it looks mm -hmm. like you're like fucking jumping super high yeah so we were like playing around and like i was doing like spider-man poses on the wall and shit and um <laughs> I jumped up. I'm like 15 feet up in the air, and um, and uh, that's how high you're getting as you like run up this wall. Yeah. And uh, I'm like finished. I'm like I don't really want to do it anymore. We took a bunch of photos, but they're egging me on. Like one more, just do one more. We got to get this last photo. The last fucking photo that I didn't want to do that they of egged course. me into. Yeah, right. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Never ever fucking bend to peer pressure ever. That should literally change your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I ran up the wall, and when I came down, I came down with all my weight on my right foot. And everything before this had been like a soft, secure landing with, on both feet. Uh -huh. And um, I came down wrong. I landed on my right foot, and I broke it. And it hurt like a bitch, but I didn't think it was broken because it didn't hurt like that bad. It just uh -huh. felt like really sore. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. So for three days, I was walking around thinking that like it was just bruised or some shit. Three and days. I went, my, I went to my aunt's house and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? Go to the hospital. She's like yelling at me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ah, it's fine. It's not even, it's fine. It's just bruised. She's like, it's not bruised. It's fucking broken. You need to go get an x-ray. So, um, and like, I didn't have money. Like you, you, as a poor person, you don't think of going to the hospital or going to the doctor as an option. You yeah. just think like, I'll take some Advil and it'll be fine. Yeah. So I, I'm like, ah, it'll be all right. Yeah. She's like, no, it won't be all right. You need to go to the hospital. So I went to, um, 
I went to two different hospitals in Miami and both of them turned me away. One of them took the x-ray but refused to treat me because I didn't have insurance. So they took the x-ray. I found out it was actually broken, but nobody would take me and treat me because I didn't have insurance, which I think is illegal. Fuck you, Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sorry, I don't, is that all right for you? Yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. <laughs> Yo, do you think? Not the whole city, just that hospital. If I remember <laughs> the name, I'll tell you later. Um, but yeah, so, and then my mom, uh, she, um, I don't remember where she was, but she, she showed up and she was like, uh, driving me around to different hospitals. And we finally found a guy who was like running a private practice and he agreed to do it. Um, so he did it on credit and, uh, he gave me a discount and lowered the deposit because I was a vet. So like that, therefore I'm more responsible, I guess. Um, so <laughs> I guess, yeah, <laughs> um, no, nah, actually we, we can circle back to that, but I actually do think I'm, I'm a way better person for going just, just for boot camp, just through boot camp, dude. Not even like the full, the, the whole 10 months or like what no. could have potentially happened for the four, four years, like mm-hmm. just getting through boot camp, like changed who I am as a person. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, so he, we finally found it and we did it and, uh, I got my f- foot fixed but I spent all my savings that I had been saving up for this job for who knows what, but conveniently it was like, I had enough money to pay for this. Um, so then, uh, after that I was lounging around the house. I was back at my grandma's house. I have a broken foot, so I can't really move. I'm on pain meds and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like such a waste of life. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm literally laying on the couch. I'm sucking up resources for my grandparents who did not ask for this. I need to get out of this house. I need to go do my own thing. Like I can't mm-hmm. keep being burdened to them. So I, I moved. Um, I moved in with my half sister, her father. So we have the same mom, but different dad. So mm-hmm. it's her dad. Um, her. I moved in with him. And when I was there, my oh shit! I didn't even mention that part. My car fucking broke. <laughs> car broke. <laughs> My car broke because I had a friend who wanted to drive it to fucking Fort Lauderdale or not. It was further. It was like way up north. It was like a four-hour drive because he wanted to go to some Comic-Con and he didn't have a car. (laughs) And he was like, bro, let's go. And I'm like, dude, I'm on pain meds. My foot's broke. I can't drive the vehicle. I don't want to go. And he's like, well, can I borrow your car? I'm like, yeah. So I gave him the keys and I let him borrow the car and he drove it like a fucking asshole. And he, the radiator blew. And he calls me and he's like, yo, the car fucking uh, broke down on the highway. I'm like, what? I let you borrow my car and you break the shit? And then, but he, he called the tow truck. He paid for the tow truck to tow it back to my house. He ended up not going to the Comic-Con. And um, I was left with the broken car. And I felt bad asking him to pay for it. But um, thinking back to it, I probably should have. Um, yeah. But uh, when I went down to this guy's house my half-sister's father i lived with him and i met this girl there whose father was a mechanic and um oh before that i tried to take it to a mechanic that my grandpa knew and my grandpa goes uh oh this guy's super great he worked on my car and he did this thing take it to him he'll do it super cheap and so i take it to him and i pay him i pay the man 500 bucks so he's gonna switch out the radiator um and uh, I keep going back, and uh, he's finally ready, and he calls me in, and uh, I get there, and he's like, hey, the radiator that I bought, it's blown. So I bought a bad one, 
So I need more money to fix your car. And I'm like, what? I didn't buy the fucking radiator. I gave you the money in exchange for a completed work. Like you buy the radiator. What the and, hell? Um, yeah. Um, and he was like, ah, oh, I mean, you, I can't fix it if I don't have a working part. And I was like, I gave you money for a working part. You found a broken one. That's on you. Yeah. And uh, he he went. He left the country. <laughs> Just like that. I mean, who knows what else was going on in his life? But he left the country. So I I lost my money. I lost my car. Is still not fixed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So when I move when I move back down to this guy's house, my half sister's father, whose his name is Javier. Maybe I should just call him by his name. Javier. His name is Javier. Um I meet this girl who lives in that neighborhood. Her father is a mechanic and he hears the story and he's like, damn, this is fucked up. Like I feel bad for you. I wish I could help. You know what? I'll fix your car. You buy the part, I'll fix your car for free. So I did. I I, I that was the last of my money. I paid him. And, um, he fixed the car, um, and, uh, I started looking for jobs. I had no money and I was, I was, I had a, a working vehicle, but no money for gas. Um, I stopped paying insurance. I was driving it around illegally. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can they come for me for that? I don't no, know. We'll find out. So, uh, yeah, I had no money, uh, to the point. And this guy didn't keep food in the house. Like his house was empty. There's nothing in there. He, he, he was the kind he was like on another level. He was a Marine mm -hmm. and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but his like level of cleanliness was like, I'm very clean. Like anyone will tell you, any of my family, any of my friend hates me because I'm, I'm just super clean. Everything has to be clean. This guy is like. I don't even know, like a dictator, like to the point that like, I love him. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but the mm -hmm. the level of cleanliness that he is, is like mm -hmm. beyond reasonable um, to the point that like, if my sisters would leave dish, dirty dishes in the sink, he'd throw them away and he'd be like, Oh, you, you didn't wash the dish. I guess you don't want clean dishes. And he'd throw them away. <laughs> That's so one way was, to wash dishes is just throwing yeah, them away. But it taught him, it taught them, you better do it you better do it and they would uh -huh. yell at me they'd be like clean your fucking dish they'd yell at me get in here you left this dish in the sink i'm like it's fine i'll get it later she's like no you're gonna get it right now my dad's gonna freak out like yeah it was nuts <laughs> um and he he and he was a he was a substitute teacher that was his job so he didn't have a lot of money so um he didn't stock food he fed himself and that was it so i lived in an empty house with no food i had no job i had no money um and at one point i remember like for dinner, I went to Walgreens and I stole a bag of M and M's. Like mm. that was that was my dinner, <laughs> and I still tell that story. But I finally did get a job. I I borrowed one of my friends' like um, suit jackets, and I got a job at an Express at the mall, hey. the clothing store. Yeah, and uh, I fucking hated that job, but I did it. And um, I remember. I think it probably had been like three months that I didn't have any money and I was just like fucking like starving and trying to get by, like scraping whatever I could find. Um, and uh, I finally got this job and I remember my first paycheck, my friend goes, do you want, um, do you want Starbucks? Do you want to go to Starbucks on your way to work? And I looked at her and my instinct is I don't have money. But I looked at her and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do want to go to Starbucks. 
And we went to Starbucks and I walked in and I swiped the card and they gave me a coffee and I fucking cried right there on the spot. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's, it's so good to like be able to, to have things, you know, it's mm -hmm. good to be able to like, I, I, you know, have money again, you know, I can just swipe this piece of plastic and people will give me things. And it's like, um, yeah, it was just really powerful. It was a really powerful moment. I still think about that a lot. And I, I wouldn't have gotten the job if it wasn't for her. She drew, she drove me around because my car was fixed now, but it sat in the it sat in the front lawn because I didn't have any money to pay for gas or insurance. So she she drove me around. She's the one who drove me to the job interview. She drove me to work all the time. Um, I don't believe in self starters. There's no such thing. Yeah, no such thing. If you can't do it, like like I said before, you need a tribe. You can't fucking do it. You need help. And and whether you like it or not, whether you think it or not. You've had help every step of the way, you know, nobody just dropped you on the ground and said, all right, go figure it out. Like people help you, you know? So, yeah. And there's people out there that'll help you. Like one of the things I had to learn is that don't be afraid to ask. Like, yeah. You'd be surprised. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit out there, but you'd be surprised how many good people there are out there. Yeah, and it'd be the strange and it'll be the strangers that'll support you more than anybody else, which is even more surprising. Yeah. But looking back on that now, like at the time I was a kid and I was going through shit and I was like, you know, disturbed and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I wasn't like a crazy person, but you know, I was like beat up and like going through depression and like, you know, I was still dealing with the depression that had like started to grow from the military, which I think was like laying dormant in the military is just really what brought it out. And it took me a long time to like put it back away. Mm -hmm. It's gone now. I mean, I'm, I'm happy as a motherfucker now, but it took years to get there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the best point of my life right now but uh yeah looking back on it now after being happy and thinking about it logically from a point of you know clarity and like a good space a good uh what do you call it a good head a level head mm -hmm. i'm looking back on it and i'm like why didn't you just go back to grandma's house why didn't you call somebody why didn't you blah 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 you know but it's like you don't think about that at the time i wanted to do it on my own i didn't want to be a burden to anybody Mm -hmm. And now I know, like, you know, I'm older and I, I just got back from a family trip. Like, they'll fucking, they're, they're there for me and I'd be there for them. And it's not a burden. Yeah. A good lesson for everybody to hear, man, is that it's like you said, dude, like people need people, regardless of what you think. You can't do this shit on your own, guys. Like life is hard, of course, but there's people out there that understand that life is hard and people like Sam and I, we've went through our own shit, our own battles. And if anybody comes up and asks for help, I mean, we're there to help out and there's plenty more people out there. So don't go through this shit alone, guys. Yeah. This hell yeah. Definitely. I hear that. I hear yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you did, you did express. So you worked there for a little while. So how'd you get from, Oh, the clothing store. Yeah. So why'd you hate? Why'd you hate Express? Shout out to Express, just, by the way. I'm not a retail person. You know what's funny? Look, person. I'm wearing Express right now. I yeah. hate you. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally wearing Express right now. No, I'm just. I'm not a retail. I'm not a retail person, dude. I can't do it. Oh. I I can't deal with people's bullshit. I, I'm not like confrontational. Like I'm not gonna like say anything. But it makes me so mad, dude. The entitlement that people have. And Express like, was like a, one of the more expensive places. Well, I, I, I waited tables for like six years. But before that, before I like learned how to be patient and how to deal with people, that was like one of my first retail jobs. I was a bar bag. You don't talk to people there. You just fucking talk to your bartender. 
you give yep. them their supplies and you you stay invisible otherwise mm-hmm. but whenever i got a job at express um people will uh just ask the most ridiculous things and i would get like social anxiety i remember the first time they put me on the register i was having trouble with the computer and i just started fucking sweating i'm just like freaking out man and i think my manager saw it and she's like sw- come here come here come here and she jumped in there's only like three people in the line i started freaking out dude <laughs> i i was i'm just not built for that but i mean yeah. you can learn anything and i did learn and now i'm really good like at, at people you know I'm, I'm good with people now you're good at people but, yeah <laughs> i'm good at, at people. The, i'm good at people <laughs> but yeah at the time I, I was horrible at it and i hated every second of that job and i felt like the manager like i think because she thought because like people have this like misconception or i don't know if it's a misconception but when people hear like military, they think that like you got to be a hard. So I feel like my manager, because I used the military on my resume to like help me get the job, I feel like she treated me like ruder than everyone else. And I always got this like drill sergeant kind of vibe from her. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I, I just wanted to get out of there. You ever confront yeah. her about it? Nah, I was too young to to deal with confrontation in a in a in a healthy way like that. You know, I, I would avoid the situation. So, so you, you, instead, I just quit. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. How long were you there? Like three months. Oh. And then I I got a job at a restaurant, and that was much more fitting for my personality at the time. I went back to bar backing, and um, they loved me. I was I was a fucking monster at that job. I loved it. How long were you there? And then, at the the bar, bar back, doing yeah. bar backing for at that restaurant, I was there probably a year and a half, and then they promoted me. And uh, what they promoted me to, I hated that job. I hated the the role that they put me in. What was the promotion? They promoted me to uh, expediter, which the is basically is like it's like um, the guy who stands at the window, and as tickets come in, you put them up. And you set, you like tell the kitchen what they're cooking. You say, oh, I got um, a, a pizza just came in or a sandwich just came in or fire up this thing. And um, uh, her, where's that appetizer? You're basically like the overseer of like the food distribution. Okay. So you, you, you watch the tickets as they come in, the orders as they come in, and you make sure that they go out on time. And that means communicating with the kitchen, communicating with the servers, communicating with management. It's it's definitely a, a job with a lot more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And they trusted me to do it. And I thought I was really good at it. But whenever there was one manager there who, uh, whenever shit would start getting rough, she would tell everybody to step aside and she would try to handle it. Which, I mean, if you're a manager, I guess that's what you do. But mm-hmm. I, fe- I, saw, I felt myself and other people that I worked with, because it was like a team of like four or five of us, we would end up just standing there while she was trying to figure it out. And um, the stress level was just super high. Compared to bar backing, it was like exponentially higher. Um, and so I started realizing, like, I don't actually like doing this. Um, I liked bar backing a lot better. And then I moved to another apartment that was further away. So my car, uh, the trip to get to work was longer and I started being late more often and, um, things just started to go downhill from there. And, uh, at some point they were like, all right, 
we love you. We appreciate you being here. Job, but you're just, we have to let you go. You're late all the time. Uh, you obviously don't like what you're doing. Like you, this isn't, this isn't it anymore. We have to part ways. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah. So what was and next? I, I went to, I went to FIU, Florida International University. Um, I got in, you know, I had been trying to get into school cause I knew after I left, damn, I forgot we were doing a podcast. We we're just like chatting right now. It, that's literally <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, where was I at? I had I left the military and I had been trying to get into school for like two years, but yeah. they kept like fucking up the paperwork. So you go in and like because the they only have like a certain window of time that you're allowed to register. And mm-hmm. every time you, I would go in, there'd be a new problem. I'd be like, oh, well, you're under 24, so you need your mom's paperwork. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I go find my mom and uh, she'd come in and she'd like try to give her shit. And then, um, oh, uh, you need this. The, you need this address uh, to be a, to prove that you're a resident to get in state tuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd try to find the paperwork, and they'd they'd be like, okay, well, this is this isn't from long enough ago. You need something that's from a year or more. And like I said, life was super unstable. I didn't I didn't keep that shit. So um, there was no way for me to prove that I lived there for so long. And then they were like, all right, well, what about your mom? And my mom is even worse than I am. She doesn't even have an address. So there was no documentation to provide. So for years, it was just battling the system, trying to get the right paperwork, trying to prove that I was in state, trying to fucking get financial aid, trying to blah, blah, blah. It was always a problem mm-hmm. at, the, at Miami-Dade Community College. And, um, but this was years ago. I don't know if it's better now. And then I went to FIU. My, my sister was, was like, you should just try to go to FIU, uh, Florida International University. I went in there and I, I met this lady who um, she saw on my record that I was a vet and she called me into her office and she was like, you know, my whole family is vets. Like they all went to the military in some way or form. I respect it a lot. I respect you for going, even though it was a short amount of time. And uh, I'm just going to push your paperwork through. And cool. uh, yeah, she pushed it through for me and uh, I got into school and um, I had no idea what I was doing there. <laughs> So you... I, had been, I had been focusing so much on getting there and I'd been trying for ah, so long okay. just to get there. I didn't know what I was going to do once I got there. That makes sense. So, yeah. So I just went in as like uh, undecided and I just took whatever class sounded cool. I took uh, uh, the, the one semester that I was there and we'll get into why I left later. Um, the one semester that I was there, I took public speaking Social choice, mathematics, Spanish one, psychology, and something else I forgot. Um, just random ass classes that I just mm-hmm. thought sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember there was a drug. I can't remember the name of it. It was a prescription drug that somebody was saying is like comparable to Adderall, but not Adderall. I don't remember what it was called. Um, and they gave me one. And... I had the, like, the, the, like, my brain just fucking started firing that day. And that day, I started thinking about my life and thinking about what I want to do and who I want to be and how have I gotten to this point and blah, blah, blah. And what do I, like, what, what am I passionate about? What do I want to provide to the world? And I realized I, sh- I want to be a teacher. I need to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, I want to be a teacher. She goes, Yeah, that's great. Be a teacher. 
My mom was like that my whole life. <laughs> whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, go for it. Whatever you want to do. She was super relaxed, you know. Yeah. Um, which real is quick, great. real quick. Yeah, go for it. Was it? Yeah. What was this drug? I don't remember, dude. I don't remember what it's called. It was similar to Adderall. That's all I remember. It was okay. somebody was taking it for ADD. I don't remember yeah. the drug. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So anyway, yeah. your mom. Something, you told your mom something with a K. It was with a K. I had a K in it. But whatever. Yeah. But it sounded like um, that was like the magic pill you needed. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. So I call my mom. And she's like, "Cool." And my mom, my whole life has been like super chill about everything. You know, she's been very like. She's very like gypsy free. She's super into like spirituality and like she does like psychic readings and stuff. And like she'll like um, do your do. She's super into horoscopes and like she's she's all about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's like very like you learn on mistakes. You have free will. You know. Um, she never tried to guide me or push me in any direction. And I feel like there's pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm. The pro is that like I was free to do whatever I wanted. I explored who I was as a person. I, I made my own mistakes. I grew. I learned how to be independent. I took care of myself from a very early age. And the con is I had no guidance, you know? Even if there was something that I was like destined for, something that she saw that sparked in me that this is what he should be doing, I, I had no like early insertion into anything, mm-hmm. you know? Like I think about it a lot that if I would have gotten into sports when I was younger, that I'd I'd probably be an athlete now. I'd probably be like on a college team for something, or like I'd be a pro fighter or like something like that. Because I just have a passion for sports, but um, I didn't have the guidance or the support for it. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't she didn't try to push me into anything. And um, anyways, yeah. So so I called her and I was like, yeah, I wanna I wanna be a teacher. And she's like, oh, that's great. That sounds so nice. And, um, from there, I found out I wanted to be a teacher. I started looking into it a little bit more and I started dating this girl. Um, when I was in high school, there was this girl that was like the high school crush. Like everybody liked this girl. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had no chance. So I just ignored her because why would I even try? And, um, Years later, I got, I, I'm back, I'm in college now, and we start talking again through a friend, reintroduced us, and, uh, and um, she says, I'm like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say, it. like, I, I had a crush on you in high school, and I still kind of do, and she was like, oh, I had a crush on you too, like, how can we never said anything about What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was like, damn, I mean, well, I mean, we're here now, what do you want to do? Try it out, let's see what happens. Um... But she lived up in West Palm Beach, which is like, uh, what would it be compared to if you live in, uh, I guess it was like a four hour drive from where I was. Okay. Um, she lived up in West Palm Beach. So we, we, we started dating and we tried to do like a long-term thing for a little while. And, um, I'd like call her every time I got home and stuff. And, uh, we saw each other a couple of times in person, but it was never like an extended stay. And at some point her she her dad left when she was young her dad starts get, like contacting her again her dad is like yo uh i'm sorry that i left you uh i want to reintroduce myself into your life i want to be there for you i want to be a part of your life i want to take care of you if you move to houston texas then um 
I will pay for your school and you can live with me for free and I'll take care of you and we can rekindle that relationship and rebuild and blah, blah, blah. And it, uh, from for the position that she was in in her life at that point, it was a no brainer for her. She moved to Houston and she moved in with her dad. And like I said, I was fucking lost too. I was in school, but I didn't know why. I didn't know what I was studying. Mm-hmm. I was starting to figure it out, but I didn't really know. So, and I didn't have anything going on in Miami. You know, I had family and stuff here, but um, there wasn't, I didn't feel like there was anything for me in Miami. I, I didn't feel like I was growing besides school. And like I said, I had no idea why I was even there. So she moves to Houston and I was like, well, I mean, this is that dream girl from high school that, like, I finally got. I don't want to let it go so easily. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Texas with you. And she goes, oh, you don't have to do that. That's crazy. And I'm like, nah, I mean, what else am I going to do? And she's like, all right. I mean, if you, if you say so, if you think so. So I moved to Houston, Texas with 200 bucks and one bag. And uh, I lived in a, what do you call it? One of those, uh, like, week extended stay hotels. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for a week. I gave them my 200 bucks and I had to find a job. So I got a job at another restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Barback? Uh, I was serving. Okay. I was serving. Um, I got a job at another restaurant. I stayed at this extended stay hotel for a little while while I tried to find a place. And um, I was living in Houston and she worked at a Nordstrom. And there was a cafe inside that Nordstrom. And that's where I got the job. Um, and uh, we, she would come over and like see me at the hotel. She told her dad that I was just visiting. And I met her dad. And uh, he barely knew me, but I was like, you know, I was fucking, I don't even know, rose-colored glasses. I was like, everything's going to be fine and dandy. So mm-hmm. I asked him, I asked him for permission to like move in with her and like for his blessing or whatever. And he was like, I don't know you. I don't know. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm doing it anyways. So we moved in together. (laughs) We moved in together. Uh, We got a place together and we worked at the same place and we had one car hers. So we would drive together to work and back. And um, we hated each other. Absolutely hated each other, dude. It was not a good relationship. The long distance was the only reason it was working because we hardly talked. (laughs) Okay. When we we moved in together, it was horrible. We fought fought all the time. We were very unhappy. Both of us were very unhappy. And we thought it was because of the city. We thought it was because of Houston. So, because we were like, we, you know, we lived way out in fucking suburbs or whatever. Yeah. We drove like two hours to get to work and back. It was like, we spent our whole day working. Our whole lives were about work and we hardly spent any time together. And it was just, it was, it was, it was stressful. And we took it out on each other and we fought all the time. Uh, the biggest fight we ever got into was about a cookie because she was mad that I ate it. <laughs> she was like, "You don't respect my stuff. You don't. You don't. Um, you don't go around touching other people's things. Blah blah blah." That cookie had been sitting on that shelf for like a fucking week and it hadn't been touched. I fucking threw it away. I'm tired of looking at this shit. Whatever. So we got into this huge fight about a cookie. <laughs> well, you, you felt like you were there again, huh? <laughs> 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 we got into this huge fight about a cookie and we realized something had to change like this is we either we need to break up or we need to change jobs or we need to move or something and at this place everyone had been telling us you guys would love austin mm. and i'm trying to figure out who i am i'm trying to figure out what i want to be i'm watching like a shit ton of ted talks 
It's because like I, I'm like Ted talks right, are good. Gonna... Ted talks are good. Um, on Netflix, they had like a thing. I don't remember what it was called, but on ne- it's gone now. But they had a thing for a period of time where it was like a series of TED talks about the same topic. Hmm. So okay. and it was so cool. That. I, I would go that. home. I would get home after work and I'd sit there and I'd watch and I had a little notebook and I'd write down every talk that I liked. And I started like, you know, brainstorming. I started coming up with ideas. I started like realizing that like I'm really creative and like um, I'm really smart. Like I'm, I'm intelligent. I'm a problem solver. I'm starting to pick up on these things and I'm writing down all these, these uh, Ted talks and I'm starting to notice a pattern. I love design. I love creativity. I love uh, urban planning and like human evolution. I want to be an architect. This is what I'm figuring out. So I started doing research and I, I, I looked up like all the best schools. I looked up um, how much it would cost and I did like a breakdown and in a notebook. I wonder if I have Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be good. Do you have it? I think I do somewhere actually, but um, I don't want to... There's going to be like 10 minutes of silence while I hunt it. <laughs> I mean, I could edit this. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Hold up. I'm going to go look for it. All right. He's back with the book, ladies and gentlemen. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff in here, like ideas and like brainstorming. Like I, I was like trying to find like inventions and stuff. Every time I had an idea, I would write it down and okay. I would just write down my thoughts. I've got a list of ideas here. By the way, list. listeners, this is actually really good i suggest everybody just write down ideas and thoughts and everything it, it definitely helps i do this yeah. myself i got a whole let, let me see sh- it shows me this is like two years hold on hell yeah like look at this oh, that's dope like all this uh-huh hold on yeah dude it's a lot a lot of stuff like all that oh you can't even see it got all that yeah. All that, all that, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm in there too. Shots of this later and steal all your ideas. Oh, see, look, I even did graph. <laughs> look at that. I even got artistic with it. Look at that. Yo, he drew a graph 3D. Yeah, 3D graph. There's a 3D graph, bro. Yeah, 3D oh graph. My God, dude, I got into sick. it. Yeah, man, it's got a lot of ideas in here that I'm gonna put out to the world. One step yeah. at a time, ladies and gentlemen. You'll see. Yo, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but at some point, journaling does re-enter my and it changes things a lot. Journaling but, does um, change a lot, yep. So here it is. Here's where I start thinking about schools. I've, I've got a page for some more inventions I came up with. Um, I've got a list of the top 12 architecture schools in the country and where they are. Um, top rated. I started narrowing it down and then I start, here's where I start breaking down the costs of everything. I don't know if you can okay, see it. Okay, yeah, I can see it. Wait, hold on, hold on. Do that again. Do that again. Do that again. Ooh, yeah, there she is. Okay. So I'm starting to like, I need to, I need to plan finances cause like I'm poor and shit. So I'm looking at like, <laughs> where am I going to get in-state tuition? How much am I going to get for the housing allowance? Cause I still get a percentage of the GI bill. And I'm doing all this math and I'm trying to, I'm narrowing it down. I'm figuring it out. A lot of math. And I finally realize I need to go. I'm going to, I start narrowing it down by price. Which ones are the cheapest? Mm -hmm. I finally realized the school. I start. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Cons Mm -hmm. 
What do I need to get in there? Damn, dude, this shit is so. By the way, nuts. guys, if you're listening to this on your podcast platforms, uh, you could see all these notes if you go to the YouTube channel. It's live. It's, you'd be able to yeah, see yeah. it. I'm showing them to the camera. Yeah. And uh, so I finally, I finally narrow it down to Austin, Texas. Hey, good choice, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I start narrowing it down to Austin, Texas. Um, I start writing my essays. I've got them handwritten right here, my essays to apply to the school. And uh, I got my first draft. Yo, this is nuts to look at. All right, anyways, so yeah, <laughs> I, I figured out I, I want to go to Austin. Yeah. And everybody, in, everybody at the job that I'm working at is like, um you would love austin like you're from miami you would love austin it's so hip and trendy and like cool and there's stuff to do and people drink there and blah blah blah. so i'm like all right um so me and me and this girl uh we um uh we 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 look for apartments online we decide we're gonna move to austin we pick one she finds a job like uh she gets hired uh online she does the interview online she tells them that they're we're moving to austin she gets hired we find an apartment we book that shit. We pack up a U-Haul. We move to Austin. When we get here, I got a job at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she got a job at a salon or something. And uh, I started really enjoying, like, the city. I started, like, meeting people. I started, like, going out. I'm looking at school. Um, I realized that it's going to be cheaper if I go to ACC first. So I start going. To, I start, like, trying to get into ACC. And... Um, but the relationship is still just as bad. Damn. And on top of that, she isn't making friends. She isn't eating because she's starting to get depressed. And um, I don't remember who made the final call. But um, I realized this relationship isn't, isn't going to work out. And um, it's not just about the city. It's we're, we're not compatible. Mm-hmm. And uh, her mom drove to Austin from Florida. They packed up a car and she moved back to Florida and we broke up. But I stayed in Austin because I was building life. Mm-hmm. I started putting the pieces together. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I had a job. I was going to school. How old were you? And, uh, this was 2013. I'm 28 now. How old was I? I what, do year math. what year is it? 2019? Yeah, something like that. Seven? I, think it's I was like 21. I was like 21. Okay. I was like 20, 21, 22. Yeah, I was young and stupid, and I moved to Austin. Just, <laughs> and nice I've to be here, young and stupid. I've been here ever since. Yeah, dude, you make you make some. Uh, you're much more likely to take risks. Of course. And right. and that's when you off. can afford. Yeah, that's when you can afford to take take risks, guys. Fuck. If you guys are if you guys are young, take some damn risks. Don't be scared and don't think about it too much. Shit ain't got to be perfect. No such thing is perfect. That's true. Just go in, dive in. Yeah. Be scared. You gotta have that. Uh, what's the word? You you gotta have that strength to push through the hard times to see the good. Mm-hmm. And nothing nothing starts out golden, you know. For real. And you be like, um, and along the process, when shit gets tough, you learn how tough you are, and how tough you can get. So it, a lot of. You know, hardships are hard, but you, you learn more about yourself than the actual situation, which mm-hmm. is always a huge factor. 
So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to ACC. I'm working at a restaurant. I, I move into this apartment with uh, an actual meth head and his girlfriend. An actual uh, meth head. An actual meth head and okay. his girlfriend. I meet, the, um, but it's like a four-bedroom. One, two, three, four-bedroom. It's a three-floor unit. The okay. top floor is more private. It has a bedroom and its own bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's where they stayed with their dog. And their meth. The middle floor, the second floor, and their meth. <laughs> <laughs> the second floor, the middle floor, I, I had a room, and this other guy, Mike, that I worked with at the restaurant, we, get, we found this place together and moved in together. We both mm-hmm. lived on the second floor. And on the first floor, this guy that we never met before, but now he's like a really close friend, Nick, moved into the first floor. Um, I kept going to ACC. Um, kept working in restaurants. I'm taking like two or three classes at a time, just trying to push through that core because I want to do the core classes from ACC while it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to UT and it's more expensive, I'll, I'll activate the GI bill because it's based on percentage. So mm. um, I'll get more money if I use it at UT. Mm-hmm. Uh, the housing allowance would have been the same, but how much they would have covered for the tuition costs is based on percentage. Mm-hmm. For me, anyways, because I had a I had a percentage. If you go through your full thing and you get your full GI bill, it's one hundred percent. It doesn't matter what school you go to, um, up up to a point, up to a point, or whatever. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the uh, the intelligence on that. Yeah. So I'm going to ACC. I finally finish up my core. I apply to UT. Um, I don't know shit about UT. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I, I do a little bit now, but mm-hmm. at the time, I knew nothing about UT. I didn't know what it had a reputation. I didn't know that it was like a good school. It was just the school that was down the street. Like that was, you know, the, it was right okay. there. Yeah. I moved here. I moved here to study architecture and, uh, you know, it, it happened to be close by. So I picked that one because I was in state and it was a good school for, for what I was wanted to study. And um, I, I got in on my essays. Mm-hmm. They have a special circumstances essay. Um, so I told them my story. It was much more brief than this. <laughs> and uh, I told them my story and I got into the first 15 years, which we have not talked about on this podcast. Um, Part two and, comes soon. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and I think I got in on my essays. I really do. I had like a 3.56 GPA, hey. which is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But. Yeah. I, I always felt like it it could have been higher. I should have been higher if I was going to get into UT. So I got in. I got accepted. And um, my friend, the one that I told you we met on the he was he was living on the first floor. This guy Nick, mm-hmm. he lived here his whole life. Mm-hmm. And he heard yeah, I got into UT, and he's freaking out for me. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Holy shit, dude! I'm so jealous. Fuck you. I hate you. And um, I was like, Why are you freaking out, dude? Calm down. And he goes, You got into UT. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to school. I, I, so what? He goes, it's UT, dude. It's like the Harvard of Texas. Like, that's a huge deal. I've been trying to get into that school since I could apply to college. And and uh, I didn't, I, it, I did not realize the importance of that. that okay. Like, I got into like a really good school. Mm-hmm. That was never something I cared about. You know, like what I, I never was like. I'm going to go to the best school in the country, probably because I came from a poor, poor background. I didn't ever think that was an option for me. Mm-hmm. So I never even like looked into it, but yeah. And now I, I realize it now after going, after being there for a couple of years, like 
it's interesting to be surrounded by you know uh the 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 driven youth that goes there mm -hmm. and the the intelligent and like hardworking professors and um i i am i'm starting to get a little bit of that pride man that burnt orange pride a little bit like i, I want to buy a class ring and shit that was something i was always against why would you spend so much money on this stupid thing because so you can tell people you went to that school but like i kind of want one now you should get one <laughs> dude yeah so get i one, got bro. a year left i got a year left i'm studying kinesiology uh you're probably wondering what the fuck happened you said you were going to architecture and now you're studying kinesiology yeah what the, yeah at some point i realized the urban planning was not for me <laughs> the what I, uh, uh so architecture it, it turned into urban planning because i realized i don't want to do houses i want to do like the whole city okay which is urban planning mm. so i i I, got, I went to urban planning that's uh in the liberal arts school um which was also easier to get into um so that <laughs> helped um the architecture school is strict as fuck the liberal arts school is not as not as strict so i got i switched to urban planning i got in on the i got into the liberal arts school and I'm starting to take these classes and it's super interesting. I love this information, like hearing the history of like how cities are developed and learning about architecture and like just the evolution of human societies and civilizations and how they're laid out. And they're like, it's, it's nuts. Mm -hmm. And, um, I start to go look for internships and, uh, I realized that everybody, I went to the, the city of Austin urban planning, like committee or whatever to look for an internship. And I just wasn't getting good vibes. People seemed like sad. Like it, it was like that nine to five cubicle bullshit that like you tell yourself when you're a kid, you never want to be that, mm -hmm. you know? And that was the vibe I was getting. Everybody seemed like they were just showing up to work, you know? And I was just like, damn, this is not the life I want to have. You yeah. Know? And um, even if you had like this great idea, these awesome ideas about where you want to take the city and what you want to do for society, it needs to go through all this process and red tape and bureaucracy. And like, by the time it actually even starts to happen, you're probably dead. And I'm just like, I don't know. This isn't for me, man. I don't want to do this. And so I, I, uh, I had a moment. I was starting, I was starting to rock climb then. Um, I went to the wall and I, I just, I sat on the floor just like having like a little crisis, existential crisis. Like, what am I doing? I thought I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. What's happening? And um, I'm staring up at the wall, and I'm thinking, all right, let's think back a little bit. Stop stressing out so much. Stop overthinking it. You're trying to figure out what you want to do. So what do you want to do? What do you, what do you like? What is it that you want? What do you do? You know, when what you do have you no do? responsibilities. <laughs> when you have no responsibilities, right? What, what do you do already? When you have no responsibilities, when you when you're purely doing something for the joy of it because that's your passion and you love doing it, mm -hmm. what do you do? And I'm sitting right in front of it. I'm staring at the wall, fucking wondering what I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I love fitness. I love playing video games. Like I love play. You know, mm -hmm. I love I love it, and that's what I want to do. So I started brainstorming, how am I going to turn that into a career? Um, and you actually bring up, you bring up an interesting point where, again, where the listeners can relate is that, or can get some help with is sometimes the answers to the biggest questions are literally right in front of you. Yeah. Like I was staring at it while I was asking the question. <laughs> yeah. So definitely put that, put that, put that in your guys' head, man. Like, 
don't overthink shit. Sometimes it's really in your head, in front of you. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so you figure it out. Video games, yeah. fitness. Yo, we were, we haven't really been talking about video games too much. We can we can well we'll go down the like line of history of video games for me after after I catch you up. We're almost there. I promise, guys. I know it's been a journey. Thank you for coming along with us. Um. So. Uh, so I realized I want to do something with fitness. I want to do something with gaming. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're thinking, well, do I want to, what's more likely to be a career? Do you, do you go down the gaming road or do you go down the fitness road? And I chose the fitness road because that seemed like the obvious choice for like job security. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what am I going to switch my major to fucking what to do video games, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas kinesiology is a thing. I can switch to kinesiology and finish school. So I did some research, found out about kinesiology. I switched in. I started with exercise science because I thought it sounded cooler, but I realized I don't like doing research. I like to be out in the field. So I I switched from exercise to applied movement science, which is basically just taking all this research that people are doing and applying it to, to whatever you can apply it to. And, um, uh, when I took a, uh, children's movement class, um, and somebody there noticed me and noticed that like, I'm good at this and I'm passionate about this. And they told me about the um, cert- certificate program to become a PE teacher. And um, uh, I I was like, yeah, I mean, I need to pick a minor anyway. Certificate will replace a minor. You need to have a minor or a certificate to graduate, to get your degree. It's one of the requirements. And I was like, I need a minor or a certificate anyways. I mean, I'll, I this fitness stuff and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go down this road. So I took a class and I, I, I rediscovered my passion for teaching, which is why I mentioned that part way earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Years ago, yep. my purpose in life was to teach. And it took me a long ass time to finally get to it because I, I kept pushing it away. Mm-hmm. I kept pushing it away. Uh, teaching is, you know, they're not going to make enough money. Uh, they, they're, they're not like valued in society, which is crazy yeah um you know like why would i want to be a teacher people look at teachers as like if you can't do you teach you know like there's all these like negative things that are associated with teaching you know Uh but that's insane to me because they're raising society they're they're educating society They're, they're like i don't get why there's not more value placed on teachers I don't, I don't know. It's it's a topic for another day. Yeah, we that's a whole different political. discussion. We yeah. can get super political about that. So I, I, Yeah, <laughs> I, I decided I'm going to do this, and I rediscovered my passion for teaching. And now I'm almost done. I got a year left. I'm going to do... Uh, Congrats, by the way. PE teacher. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a PE teacher, and I've got like four different business ideas that I'm trying to work on. If none of them work out, I can always fall back on teaching, and I'll be totally happy with it. You know, cool. And you know, all of the business ideas that I have involve teaching in some capacity, whether it's like being a personal trainer or being a coach or being a mentor, or like being a business owner, and then like um, being a role model for your employees or your students. Like, it, teaching is is what I want to do. It's what I like, and it took me a long time to 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 finally get it. You know. Yeah, man. I'm happy you found that though. After every, like everything you just shared with those man, like. Yeah, it's yeah. a hell of a journey you went through, and you didn't even share the first 15 years. <laughs> you didn't even share that. But shit, everything you went through, bro, yeah, I applaud yeah. you on your, you know, yeah, on your human fucking, spirit, man. On the strength of your human spirit. 
thank you. Thank you for sticking with me while I went through an hour long conversation of like. Ah, it's all good, man. So, <laughs> fitness is your thing. Teaching yeah. is your calling. How yeah. was video games part of this? Um, so we we touched on a little bit. The first game I ever played was Pac Man, and then I started playing Mario. And Mario. um, yeah, and then gaming just stuck with me. The game, the first game I ever got like into like i skip skip school to do this shit i fucking race home after school like i throw everything to the side i'm abandoning my home this is my passion first game final fantasy 8 <laughs> final fantasy baby final yeah. fantasy 8 dude i just love the story the characters the art it's incredible mm-hmm. and um we're going to get into that too because I know we're yes, going to talk about esports at some point. And I just, uh, gaming is so much more than esports. But um, yeah, I got super into Final Fantasy. And then Halo came out, Halo 1. And that was my first first person shooter ever. We bought an Xbox and I played that shit. And I was obsessed i wanted to i wanted to play every level i wanted to beat it on the highest difficulty i wanted all the the whole neighborhood i wanted everybody to come over here so i could fucking whoop their ass like i wanted halo like i wanted all the achievements i I was super competitive with that game i played it all the time and it was my brother's game my older stepbrother bought it it's so him and his friend could play and i was the one always playing it and i would beat his ass in it (laughs) (laughs) but you play this too much you got good yeah i got good um and then then halo was um halo just evolved halo 2 halo 3 i didn't play halo 4 that's around when i stopped playing halo and moved on to other stuff i i started playing um online games mm-hmm. i wanted to play final fantasy online final fantasy 11 when it came out yeah i played final fantasy 9 i played final fantasy 10 final fantasy 11 comes out i don't have internet fuck give me the internet mom give me the internet dad give me the internet stepdad give me the internet i didn't call him dad i called him bobby <laughs> that was his name. i didn't call him dad I called him bobby yeah yeah so bobby give me the internet mom give me the internet. like i want final fantasy 11 what do i have to do give me the chores give me the blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i have to and my stepdad had a, a list of chores on the refrigerator if you do this, you get paid this amount of money. If you do this, you get paid this amount of money. If you don't do this, you don't get any money. You want shit? Do the chores and get the money. Um, Fuck so, the money. Uh, just give me the internet. <laughs> so I, I needed the money to get the internet. Yeah. I didn't even have a PlayStation. I had to buy that myself. Um, yeah, yeah. He was like that. I value it now. At the time, I fucking hated him. But at, mm-hmm. at now, it's like, oh, that's a really important lesson to teach that like, you have to work for what you get. Nobody's yep. just going to give you anything. Um, a lot of life lessons today. Of course. <laughs> so, um, so I I did all the chores list, and I found a loophole in the chores list. I found a loophole because one of the items on the list was if you wipe all the doorknobs, you get twenty five cent per doorknob. Like clean them because like people are walking and disinfect them and stuff. Twenty five cent per doorknob. Per, per doorknob, you can do a, a handle, cabinet knob. A knob, any handle. Okay. So 25 cents each. Got so it. I ran through the house. It didn't say how many I could do or how often I could do them. So I ran through the house and just went in laps, fucking wiping, wiping, wiping. And I was like, Mom, I did it. Look, I fucking showed her all the calculations. I'm like, Look, I, I did many. This is how long it took me. She goes, You did them multiple times? I'm like, Yeah, because people were like moving around the house and stuff. You got to rewatch them. You got to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to play it and shit. She's like, 
whatever. She didn't care. She wasn't about that list like my stepdad was. She was like, whatever, yeah, I believe you. So then my stepdad gets home, and she tells him, like, oh, here's what he did. He wants this amount of money. He wants the PlayStation. And he goes, nah, you can't loophole it like that. You can't cheat the system like that. So he straight up said no. And I raged, dude. I took a broom and I went outside and I just started fucking hating the ground. And I broke the broom and I was yelling. And my mom's like, calm down. And I'm like, no, I did the fucking thing. And it was nuts. Um, and uh, my tantrum basically was like broke them. And they were like, whatever, just give it to them. Mm-hmm. So they bought me the PlayStation. And then uh, I never got the internet, though. So I never played Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> wow. But what did you play when you got it? <laughs> When I got the PlayStation, yeah. I played the game it came with. I played Final Fantasy IX and played Final Fantasy X. And then um, then we moved back to Florida, and I started playing online games. I discovered MMOs, and mm. it changed my life. Which <laughs> MMO changed your life? Uh, all of them, bro. I, I got obsessed with MMOs. I was playing them Which nonstop. One? The very first MMO I remember was called Repels. Repels. No, no, Silk Road. Silk Road Online. Silk Road okay. Online. That was the first one. And there was like Korean MMOs that you could download and play for free, but they were like pay to win. So you had to like if you wanted the best shit, you had to give money to get like this fancy sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um I, I just did the free thing and grinded it out hard as fuck, like for days, for weeks, for months, for hours, and I would uh avoid my friends. My friend would come over and knock on the window and I'd pretend to be sleeping so he'd leave me alone and I could play this game. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I got super into it, dude. And I, I, I wrote like, uh, I actually have it in that notebook because <laughs> uh, I used to get super into it and I'd write down all the like uh, the stats on the equipment and I'd like do calculations to like get the most stats for what I was trying to do and stuff. And I'd write it down in my notebook and like figure it all out. I got super into it. So I played Silk Road and then I played Trickster, which was super fun. Trickster was so cute. Trickster was like uh, an anime RPG, uh, like a manga style. It was like all cute and stuff. I've heard of it. And um, nobody has, nobody's heard of these games. They're all from like South Korea or something. And mm. I just downloaded them for free. How'd you find um, them? I don't remember. <laughs> no okay. idea, dude. I don't know where I got them from. Okay. And then after, after Trickster, it was Repels. And then um, World of Warcraft came out. World of Warcraft came out, and I hated it. I hated on it so hard. I never played it. I just hated on it. Because everybody was saying, it's the first MMO. It's going to change the world. It's a revolutionary game. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've been playing MMOs for the past 10 years. Yeah. World of Warcraft's not new. Yeah. So I, like, hated on it. I was like, fuck that. Like, you, get, it's it's not taking the title. I'm not giving it that. I'm not, getting, I'm not even going to get attention. You play World of Warcraft, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I was, like, super emotional about it. Yeah. And at some point, I broke because one of my close friends is playing. And he was like, bro, just do it. Just do the free trial. Just play it. Quit being a bitch. Just do it. I was like, all right. Don't say bitch, by the way. It's not an appropriate term. I, I, life lessons. So yeah. um, life lessons. it's outdated. It's outdated, all right? This was like way back in like 2002 or some shit. Um, so uh, I started playing World of Warcraft and I, I got into it. Like, and this was like, I'm out of school. Like I'm, I'm working now. And uh, I would, like, call out of work sick to go play World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, set up raids and, like, ignore my girlfriend to, was- like, do raids and shit. And, um, yeah, at some point I, I, I played it for, like, probably two years. 
and it consumed my life. And one day, I don't know, something clicked in my head. One day, something clicked in my head, and I'm sitting at the computer playing World of Warcraft. Oh, it was those daily quests. I got to max level, and they had the daily quests to try to keep people interested. So you wake up every day. Wait, I'd wake up every day, like 8 a.m., thinking, oh, I need to go do my dailies. and do my dailies. I'm not going to get all the gold possible I can possibly get because mm -hmm. I've skipped a day mm -hmm. and I would, I would wake up and I got to do my dailies. I'd jump on the computer. I'd do my dailies and then I'd go do whatever else I wanted to do. And I started realizing this is like a tedious thing. Mm -hmm. This is like, like a job. Like, why am I doing this? A free job. Yeah. And they're and making started, all the money. It wasn't even fun anymore. Yeah, it, it wasn't even fun. It was the repetitive grind that I didn't want to do. And I, at some point in my brain, it just clicked and I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I just uninstalled it and I never played it again. And that was, that was, I didn't play video games for like six years. Really? I that was your breaking point? I, I completely stopped gaming. Yeah. Wow. I completely stopped gaming. And then that's whenever, um, I started doing martial arts. That's whenever I got a job. That's whenever I joined the Navy and then got the express job and i moved to texas mm -hmm. and i moved to austin and then finally i'm in a settled place to where i have some free time and i've got some money because i got a job mm -hmm. and i'm like I, I should start gaming again this guy downstairs has an xbox and we we played the witcher 3 and that game was fucking amazing mm -hmm. i loved it i loved it so much Good game. Um, yeah so i played the witcher 3 and i started getting back into video games and I, I had a job now i had some money i had some spare time i bought an xbox now i bought a playstation and i started playing destiny playstation better but yeah <laughs> i started playing destiny and i had dabbled here and there like i didn't go completely cold turkey didn't touch shit for six years i played a couple of things like i jumped on dark souls I played The Witcher 3, like, you know, and, but I didn't really get back into gaming until I started playing Destiny again. And I would just jam out and I would drink and I would, you know, sit on my couch and listen to music and play Destiny. And like, I'm, I was a console gamer and um, I just got super into it. It was super fun. And I was more mature. I, was, I, could, I was able to do it responsibly so that it didn't consume my life. I was able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Destiny 1 and then Destiny 2 came out. And I bought the like fancy PlayStation with like the decal on it. And then um, at some point I was like, I didn't have a job because um, I was going to school and I wanted to focus on school for this semester because my grades started slipping and I didn't want to like, you know, take any chances of getting kicked out of UT or whatever. Yeah. So I, I quit my job and I started like trying to live off of some savings and I needed money to pay rent and uh, I sold that PlayStation. Yeah. I sold that PlayStation a couple of years ago. Um, I sold it on Craigslist and I started, you know, getting back into work, getting back into life, getting back into school. And um, I met my current girlfriend. Hey. Uh, we've been together for three years. Congrats. And uh, she has completely changed my life for the better in every possible way. Um, How so? Oh, dude. We'll get into that after I finish off this thought. <laughs> okay. Um, I, uh, so yeah, so, so I meet her and we're, we're happy we life. Things are going amazing. And, uh, I, I found out about Fortnite and I, I started playing Fortnite cause it's a free game and I bought a PlayStation again 
So I started playing Fortnite. I got super into it. It was super fun. I loved playing with the the, the kids that were on that shit. They were so funny, dude. I love kids. I just love kids. Like so funny, funny, or like rage funny? No, they were funny. Like the okay. shit they would say just cracked me up. And then I found out about streaming and Fortnite was free. And I thought that like I was good with kids and like I should, I wanted to get into teaching again. And like, I'm a good role model. Like I should start streaming. Mm -hmm. And this is like con content. Like these kids are funny as shit. Like I, they're the content. It's not even me. I'm just like the face and I want to be the role model. And like, I'd like, they'd fight over dumb shit in the game and I'd like cool them down and like talk them down and like teach them how to mm -hmm. respect each other and stuff. And like, that's what I wanted to be for the gaming world. And um, so I started streaming and I streamed for like two years. I switched to PC. I started learning mouse and keyboard, which prior to this, the only time I ever used mouse and keyboard was for MMOs. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that was a, 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 was a transition. Doozy. Yeah, that was a doozy. I'm getting a little better now, but I'm nowhere near pro. Like I wouldn't even call myself competitive. I suck. I'm a bot. <laughs> so uh <laughs> So yeah, I started doing that, and I uh, now I, I have this kick-ass gaming PC, and I just play for fun. Um, but I streamed for like probably two years, and um, it's finally started building some traction. And I realized I don't want to be an entertainer. I don't want to mm. be the face. I want to be behind the scenes. I want to be out there like teaching people. And that's whenever I made the esports summer camp um that's whenever i got into lg and i started learning about the business side of it and like what's lg esports scene uh lg is longhorn gaming it's the uh the the student-led gaming org on ut campus ut austin campus cool and um yeah i actually met this dude on like you know how they have those trucks those like merch trucks that come to go to places with the fancy decals on them and stuff yep yeah, there was a razor truck that came to UT. Oh, and this guy Austin Espinoza was out there taking photos, and he had the LG shirt. And um, I started talking to him and asked him about his camera and stuff because I was learning about that stuff because of streaming. And we started like kind of getting to know each other. And he invited me to join Longhorn Gaming, which before this I didn't even know it existed. We're working on it. We need we need a presence. <laughs> We're working on it. Um. So, uh, and at the time I was like trying to apply it to my streaming. So mm -hmm. we met up and I was, at, I was trying to get him to do work for me to help me out on the stream. And, uh, he wasn't interested, understandably. Nobody gives a fuck about you. If you're a streamer, like you got to do that shit on your own until somebody starts caring. Mm -hmm. When you start getting big, that's when people start caring. But yeah. at the time when you're small, nobody cares. So, um, it's like going to Hollywood and saying you're going to be an actor. Everybody's like, oh, that's cool. And then you start getting into some movies and then people are like, oh, I knew that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually how it works. Yeah. yeah. I lived um, with them for two years. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, at some point I finally stopped streaming, but um, I, and I switched over to like trying to be on the business side of it. I contacted Austin and he needed help with the org. So I jumped in and, um, became VP and uh, we did a lot together. Um, we did like basically completely rebranded, completely transformed like the direction of the org and what it wants and what its goals are and how we're going to get there. And like it, we've, we deemed it LG 2.0 because it's like a rebirth, you know, the Phoenix rising, it's a completely new era for mm -hmm. this org. And um 
after um i considered myself more of an advisor um so i would like tell him look you need to do this you need to do that blah blah, blah. and like um i would help him like create the org chart and like figure out w what's going where and blah 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 and who you need to talk to and how is the school going to take notice and do we need varsity sponsorship yes or no if we do how are we going to do it and like i was just like an advisor basically mm -hmm. um and uh after after it started to get like it started to pick up steam um uh, uh and austin became the president so he's the conductor of this train now um he doesn't need me so much as an advisor i'm still talking to him whenever he needs it but like i wait for him to contact me now i took a step back and i i went back to what i love i went back to fitness and i became the health and wellness coach for the um for the organization so i handle uh mental health um i basically do like a conflict mediation for the teams i run the workout um if they need nutrition advice or like uh workout planning or anything like that that's all me um and yeah and that's where we're at now with lg yeah we're trying to get varsity sponsorship so that the school officially recognizes this organization and like puts in equipment and helps us grow because like there's a lot of potential there and we have no resources we have no backing we have no support it's all student-led and uh now we're finally starting to get some attention from faculty and staff and uh we're hoping to get varsity sponsorship and become like a real like ut org and a then, real uh, ut org <laughs> yeah yeah like ut sponsored org because right now longhorn is not even it's not even Longhorn, what the word longhorn we're not even supposed to be using that because uh, oh, ut has all these like trademarks like, uh, and copyrights trademarks. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly the 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 bull the color burnt orange um the format of like the the orange on the white orange on black um huh? the name longhorn like all these symbols like you can't use ut like there's all this stuff so the official name of the organization is Longhorn Gaming at UT Austin. If we called okay. it Longhorn Gaming UT or UT Longhorn Gaming, then that's showing affiliation. That's showing that UT has sponsored us. That's showing that UT is behind us. And if we were to do something stupid and UT's name took a hit, that would be a huge deal. Mm -hmm. So you're you're not supposed to attach yourself too much to the university without their permission. And when they do finally give you permission and give you support and give you backing, then that's what's called an official college sponsored organization. Um yeah. So that's where we're that's where we're we're aiming right now. We're trying to get to that. Uh, you mentioned your girlfriend, how she it seemed like when you mentioned her, she was a very good impact in your life. So yeah explain that um she just got a butt no i'm just <laughs> she got uh, a dookie <laughs> and it poops oh shit sorry <laughs> uh so uh all right so we met on we met on tinder romantic we met, we met on tinder super romantic right when she pulled up and i had for her and her parents like set us up no we, we, we i was gonna say too. whoa whoa okay i was fucking around and people people always think this is this part is a lie because like t everybody everybody's embarrassed about being on tinder 
So they're like, uh, whenever somebody says that they were not actually using Tinder or they were fucking around on Tinder, they're like, okay. But I was genuinely just fucking around on Tinder because uh-huh. I just got out and I just, I had just gotten out of a bad relationship probably like six to eight months before this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized like I've had like a pretty solid track record of bad relationships I think I'm just going to chill and just be me for a little bit. And um, so I just, I stopped dating for a while and uh, just worked on myself and, you know, did self-reflection and like, what am I going to be and who am I going to be? How do I know who I am? Because I mean, maybe I was the problem during all these relationships. I don't know. I I mean, it's hard to know from, from my perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, if I was a third person looking at it, I might be able to tell, but, um, where are you going? He just, he just wants to come say hi. Um, so, yeah, I, I had, like, a string of bad relationships, so I was like, I'm just going to be single for a while. And um, I, I was messing around on Tinder, like, trolling people. Um, I was swiping right on everybody because uh, I wanted to annoy the, as many people as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just being an asshole. I was just yeah. fucking around. Yeah. Um, I don't know, uh, and then um, we matched, and I, her name was uh, Naya Papaya on Tinder, and I was like, "What's uh? Do you do you like papaya? Just fucking around to start the conversation." And she goes, "I fucking hate papaya." <laughs> and I just I thought that was so funny, and I was like, "I think we we should actually meet in real life." And she goes, "All right." So, um, it's like that, all right. All yeah, right, I mean, we matched. She was, that's yeah. what she was there for. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we matched on Tinder and I went to, um, we, I took her to a coffee shop and, Classic. uh, yeah, I took her to this cute little coffee shop over on Martin Luther King called Banu. Pretty sure that's what it's called. And, um, I remember the first thing I thought was like, oh, this girl's got a butt. I scored. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> So we go to the coffee shop and uh, we're sitting down talking and I'm just like, you know, we're talking. I'm telling her like where I'm where I'm from and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this lady comes up to us. This homeless lady comes up to us and I see her approach us, but I don't think anything out of, of it. And then I turn when she gets really close to the table, I turn and she asks me for a lighter. Because uh, at that time we smoked, me and her both smoked cigarettes at that time. and. Um, I turned to look at this homeless lady and she's wearing a shirt and nothing else. No pants or underwear on, just a shirt. So she's completely nude from the waist down with a short t-shirt on. And I'm like, okay, we got a crazy. Uh, Yeah, here's the lighter. You can have it. Mm -hmm. Get away from me as soon as possible. Like, you know, (laughs) so, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she, she takes the lighter that I give her and she starts, um, as just talking i don't even remember about what just talking nonsense and um and then this uh the the people inside banu come out they see her and they come out and they're like kicking her away and they're like go away go and she's like no no the, they have my lighter she gave me back the lighter and then she goes they have my lighter they, they won't give me back my lighter and the women are like is that her lighter the the people who work there are asking me is that her lighter and I'm like no this is my lighter i just let her borrow it and they were like, it's not your lighter. Get out of here. She goes, no, it's mine. And like, she started getting like really upset. So I gave her the lighter. 
and um, she walks off mumbling, and the people are all apologetic and stuff. I look down at the table, and my lighter is sitting right there on the table. I actually did have her lighter. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, that was just, like, that stupid thing that happened on your first date that makes it, like, extra memorable, you know? Yeah. So we were just, like, laughing our asses off and, like, making fun of the woman. And, like, what the fuck just happened? And uh, uh, it was just really fun. It was a great first date. And uh, we kept seeing each other. And uh, it's three years later, and um, I'm I'm doing the thing soon. When's this airing? <laughs> She's not gonna watch. Uh, you don't know that. Yeah, she might, but whatever. She she already knows I'm doing it, so Yo. she doesn't know when though. I didn't so, tell you. Yeah, you didn't say when, yeah. but she knows it's going. So you're gonna propose to her. Yeah, mm -hmm. a boy. Congratulations on that. Yeah, man. It's been three years of fucking like bliss it's great there's nothing but like growth and happiness it's perfect you, you know? gonna you gonna you gonna invite me or what bro because i'll come no. damn no. okay it's cool <laughs> no <laughs> We're, we've actually been talking about where do we want to have it but so no, for you? sure yeah i'm gonna invite you i'll just fucking with you but yeah um we're trying to figure out where to go because my family's in miami and her family's in california like two opposite ends of the United States where you put it in the one side, the other side is going to get mad. Maybe we just do it in the middle, but then yeah. everybody has to buy a plane ticket. So it's like, well, I mean, for the sake of cost, but then my cousin was like, no, don't worry about it. I mean, it's not that it's every individual person has to buy a ticket. I mean, they're going to make you fly and you have to spend more money. I'm like, yeah. make so them yeah, come we'll, to you. Fuck. Or we'll probably have it in Austin, invite our family and stuff. And she wants a big wedding. Like we made a, we made a list on the plane of like uh, everyone who we would invite. We made that list on the way here mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. I've got like maybe 30 people, like close family, not even like friends or like distant cousins or whatever, just my immediate family and my aunts and my cousins, like 30 people mm -hmm. and then her family like 80 people and <laughs> i'm like fuck oh, it's damn. gonna be huge yeah this is gonna be a big ass wedding and we haven't even gotten to friends yet uh so we'll see but we'll probably send out invites to everybody and then like if half of them show up it'll still be a huge a huge thing yeah so sure. but uh yeah over this weekend i've really really um, over this last week visiting miami and last year when i visited miami mm -hmm. um I'm really starting to understand the value of family and uh, having that support system, having that tribe and uh, having them all be there. And, you know, it's just, I love going back to Miami. I love seeing my family. I love them. And it's, it's awesome, great. Yeah. Well, that was a hell of a first segment of character creation, man. That was awesome. Thank you for yeah, sharing, yeah. bro. Of course, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, what, how much time do you have? Maybe that's what we need to be asking. Worry about it. I'll okay. be here all day We're... talking. <laughs> Right. I, I'm here all day too. Okay, it's cool. gonna be Let's your first ten-hour episode. <laughs> hey, I'm down for it. I don't know if the listeners are. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna put it, it out there. Up pieces. Hey, if they want to hear it, they hear it. Cool. Yeah, true. I love you them. Skip ahead. Put in timestamps. Right. I love them if they do or don't. I still love. Them. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Let's get to the fun part. You ready? So with every character creation, there's always a set of attributes. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna give you some few. Some a few characteristic traits and you rank yourself one through five five being the highest you ready uh yeah you didn't send that to me in the questions though oh you'd be all right though yeah we're good we got this i can't i, I can't give you everything i gotta surprise you that's somehow true, true. You, gotta, you gotta throw me a curveball every now yeah, and then. 
Okay. They're all curveballs though, because I didn't know prep. I should have. <laughs> yeah. So why you? Ah oh, man. Yeah, okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're right. Go anyway, on, let's go. Let's do it. All right. First one. Charisma. Tens across the board. What is it on the scale? One to five. One to five. Yeah. Five being the highest. One to five. Why five? Because. All right. Should so be, okay, princess. How you want it? <laughs> Shouldn't it be one to ten? No. To it's my show. It's one to five. All right. Fine. One to five. What was the first one? Charisma. Charisma. I'm gonna go five. I think I, I think I'm a smooth talker. Ooh. I think people listen to me when I speak, and I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. Well, let's go to this next one. Boldness. The, elaborate. Boldness. Like, how bold are you? Elaborate. What do you mean? I guess bold, speaking your mind and not scared. Oh, five. Why five? Because I, I say whatever the fuck I want. No, that's not true. I, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not, I do that in a way that like, if it's polite, if it's like, I'm not scared to speak my mind or ask a question, but if I think something like, damn, like, like if someone's being rude to me, I will not say like, yo, that sucks. You should stop. Like, I'm not like that bold, Mm -hmm. but I am bold of like, I'm not scared to ask why I'm not scared to ask questions. I'm not scared to dig deeper Mm -hmm. things that people think are, um, taboo, like talking about how much money you make, talking about religion, talking about politics. I fly right through them. I don't mind asking those questions. Um, I preface it all the time because I know that some people are, you know, hesitant about those topics. I will say like, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious, blah, 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 blah. Um, and if they don't want to talk about it, then they, they should be able to, they should feel comfortable enough with me to, to say so, you know? Mm-hmm. And if they think that I, I'm being rude in the way that I approached it, or they don't think that that's a question that should be asked, then I'll pick up on their, you know, their uncomfort, their discomfort, and I'll, I'll turn it off and go to a different topic. So I would say I'm bold in that I am not scared yeah, in that to, sense. to say things. Yeah. Gotcha. Enthusiasm. Um, enthusiasm. I think that definitely depends on what I'm doing. Enthusiasm in... Are you generally enthusiastic? I, I think so. I think that I, I just try to bring energy what number? and like passion to, to everything I do. Um, that one's a little tough because it's, it's sort of based on perspective. And I have family who is loud as shit so it's hard because like in my mind that's enthusiastic like everything is fucking whoa but for me like i'm more calm so like maybe like a three okay optimism uh four gratitude uh five what makes you so grateful uh just everything i've gone through everything i've experienced everything i've seen uh all the people i've met all the different backgrounds that exist um what's going on in the world today and where i am in my life like i am incredibly grateful and i i am i understand that what i have is rare and valuable and i should appreciate it and uh i don't take anything for granted yeah loyalty um i think that depends i think i i give it i will always give it first Mm mm-hmm but I'm really, I'm also quick to take it away if someone betrays it. Like, um, employers is a good one. Mm, like, okay. like, 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 um, if someone asks me to do something mm-hmm. that, and then someone else asks me to do like maybe something similar, um, 
if I'll stay loyal to the first person just because like they're the first person that asked me. I already gave my my commitment to them. Like I have to stay loyal to this person. But then as soon as they like you know show that they're not gonna pay me or that they're gonna blah or they they're talking about about me behind my back or putting me down or whatever and it's not something that i feel is worth talking about and trying to work through i'll move on i I, i'm quick to get to move on and do something better patience five why i it's the only thing that i feel like i've gotten out of living that's not true that's not the only thing but it's one of the most valuable things that i have gotten out of living in the city of Miami. <laughs> you wow. have to have patience there. If you don't have you you have two options. I told my girlfriend this when we were there. Because people sometimes people there are rude as shit. And mm-hmm. sometimes people there are the nicest people you ever met in your life. And you don't know what you're gonna get when you come up when you approach somebody, whether it be your waiter or the doorman at a club or a cash register lady at the CVS. Or the guy making your coffee, you have no idea what you're gonna get. Some mm-hmm. people, hello, how you doing? Oh my god, oh is that oh my god, you guys are gonna have a great time here tonight. Like, let me tell you this and that. I got a deal on this bottle of wine. Are you guys are comfortable? You guys good? That type of shit. Genuine hospitality, beautiful fucking love for humanity, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then someone else, the next person you go to CVS. This has actually happened to me like while I was there. I walk up and uh before I even say what I want. She's like, she's got a little headpiece in her ear and she's like looking off to the distance. She's like fucking with a pimple on her face. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, what the fuck? Are you fucking with me? Are you on the phone? You're not talking to me, right? Like that headpiece. <laughs> you got me. No, she was talking to me, man. Like what? What do you want? So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not even looking at me, dude. Yeah. So, uh, Savage. you, you don't know what you're going to get and you have, you have to be ready to have the patience because when you get those people that are like that, you, you got two options. You either have patience and you, you just, you just suck it up and you proceed with your life with the exchange, whatever, or you take the other route and you, you lose your temper and you yell and you make a scene and that's why they're like that in the first place. Cause people treat them like shit. So they, they fucking have this hatred in them. So mm-hmm. I chose pa- I chose patience. Confidence. It depends on what I'm doing, but I would say as a general, just confidence in my abilities, confidence in where I'm going, confidence in the person and what I am. Uh shit, dude, that's tough. I don't want to just go fives every fucking every word you say. Let me go four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh playfulness. Uh, humility one. Um playfulness. Yeah. Oh, uh, that one's actually kind of low, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I'm super serious about everything I do. I'm good at identifying the the role that I'm I I need to play, mm-hmm. and if if that role is playful, I can be playful. Okay. If that role is serious, I, I I will take it seriously. Like with the kids, for example, I'm allowed to goof off and play, and I do, and I'm and I enjoy it, and that's like what i'm doing with my life so i clearly have a, a, a joy in that mm-hmm. um but running a business or going to a business meeting or talking to a potential investor or whatever like i i turn it on like serious you know shyness shyness um zero <laughs> no not shy at all i used to be i used to be for sure i used to be super shy what changed it in high school the service industry that's what changed it. Six years of the service industry will open you up. 
Like you, you, you just are more comfortable with people of all types, mm-hmm. especially when you move around as much as I have in city, like you oh. meet all kinds of people. Yeah. It's actually good. It's actually good, uh, advice for anybody like that are just quote unquote introverted. Nah, just go get a job where you have to deal with people. Mm-hmm. Just a part-time job. Just a part-time you either job. learn or you run away. Pick one. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Stubbornness. Mm, I'd say three. I'd say that the things that I'm truly passionate about are going to be really hard to change my mind on. But if you're good about it, if I can tell that you're an intelligent person who's like giving me real evidence, um, I'm willing, I'm willing to change my view, uh, in response to new information. I'm not so stuck in my ways that I ignore like truth. Imagination. Um, I tie that in with creativity, imagination and creativity, unless creativity is another one later. Okay. All right. Imagination and creativity then, uh, five. Why? Genetics. Genetics? Yeah. What's genetics got to do with it? My whole family's creative. They all do. They just think outside the box. They're just not normal people, <laughs> you know? They in a just, good way. They, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. In a good yeah. way. <laughs> usually, usually. <laughs> okay. Observant. Uh, I think a four. But my girlfriend would say a two. <laughs> Why the difference? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I pick up on things. I'm aware of my surroundings. Like I feel like uh, I, I'm aware of like changes in my environment or changes in uh, people's body language or like stuff like that. But um, there are definitely times when I'll zone out and I won't see something that's right in front of my face. Like a sign on the road. <laughs> a sign. A big old sign that's meant for you to see it, but I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Self-awareness. That one's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's like a gray area, right? Like you think that this is what you see. I don't think that you can self-identify your, your level of self-awareness. The fact think, that you said that shows your self-awareness. Oh, all right. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> see what I'm saying? Right, you see what I I'm guess, saying? I guess a high value then, four or five. Uh, you're <laughs> self-aware that there's a gray area of self-awareness, and you're yeah. about to go into this. It's like, <laughs> you're self-aware, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know what I don't know. Bro. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so what number? I mean, a four, I think. I give you. I was four. gonna say, I was gonna say three, but you, you, you bumped it up a little bit with the comment. <laughs> courage, courage, courage. Five. I'm not scared to try new things. I'm not scared to go out on a limb and take risk. I'm not scared to step step to people who are uh, uh, stand up for what I believe in. Uh, stop people from doing things that I disagree with. Uh, I'm always the guy who's going to say something. If something's going on on the bus, I'm the guy who's going to, uh, see something and say something. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the, another innocent bystander who just like horse blinders walks by while some, something's happening. You know? I want to be, you know, practice what you preach and like stand up for what you believe in and, uh, 
be the change. Yeah. Critical thinking. Uh, five. Why? Uh, because the way that I think is very critical. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I think I'm good at assessing. I, I think I'm good at assessing what's real and what's not. And like, I look for evidence. And like, I want, I want more than just like someone say so. I want evidence. I want more information. And I will dig to find value in uh, in what people say instead of just like listening to everybody says. Um, I think about even in school. Like I think like, you know, how do I know that what these people are teaching me is actually like truth? How do I know that what they're teaching me is unbiased? Um, because you know, they're they're a human being. The person who's teaching you is a human being. The people who wrote the books are human beings. I saw something over the other day about a a thing in a book, a psychology book that completely misrepresented uh research data. The data in the research, it's this was the site cited research for this quote. The research itself was saying that there is no correlation between video games and violence. Okay. But the quote in the psychology textbook said researchers have found a relationship between video games and violence. That relationship, which they did not specify, that the research actually found was nothing. There is no relationship. But the quote says, researchers have found a relationship between video games and violence. Period. Some people think that video games lead to increased violence in adolescents. Didn't say who those people were. Didn't say that it was in the research. That's the quote that they put in a psychology textbook. And then they had the citation for the, for the research paper. You go to the research paper, the research paper says there's no relationship. In fact, it's usually beneficial. It actually lowers violence in some cases. I think in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because I could personally say if I didn't find video games, yeah, I'd probably be in jail. Prison. So it's like one of those things like you yeah. got to read that shit and pick apart the wording and like think critically about like mm -hmm. what are they saying, you know? Because they they yeah. they misrepresented the data. They intentionally phrased it that way to to for you to think that like their video games uh increase violence. It's fucked up. <laughs> fucked up indeed. Uh adventurous. Not so much anymore. I would say three now. Why not? I'm just getting comfortable. Stability. Like, I feel like I used to be a lot more um, uh, willing to just pack up and move on a whim. Because I was used to it, I guess. But now it's like, I want to I wanna maintain the stability that I've created. I want to create a base for, you know, my kids and my family. I'm not as adventurous in that way. Like, I want to... Uh, I want to be stable. I want a job. I want a house. I want to create a family. Yeah. Forgiveness. Uh, four. Why not a five? Four. Why not a five? I don't forgive people for things that they can't control. So, you know, if like if someone does something bad to me. 
like there there can be a process and i can talk it through and like we can work through that and i can forgive you and we can move on but i don't forgive common human error and hypocrisy i don't forgive like natural some some things that are probably natural tendencies but i believe we are better than that and i don't forgive people for falling into those traps i think humans are better than that and they know it and they should practice it and every day that they don't is uh is them neglecting their responsibilities sensitivity <laughs> That sounded kind of harsh. No. Uh, sensitivity. Sensitivity. Elaborate. Sensitivity to what? How sensitive are you? Like uh, how riled up am I going to comment about me? Or how uh, how aware am I to, like, how sensitive am I to other Everything. people's feelings? Everything. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so vague. Um it's a lot of force. It's a lot of force. <laughs> Are you writing these down? No, I don't need to. Okay, good. I'm How recording. Many How many fours do we got so far? I think at least three. How many fives? At least three. How many threes? At least two. How many twos? None. A one. None. Zero. One. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, right. one zero. I think I think you're pretty right about that. <laughs> okay, so the last one, my friend. All right. My... Luck. Uh, luck is a hard one because you have to thing. Um, you say that again. You might kind of went out a sec for a second. I I said luck is a hard one because you have to believe that it's actually a thing, and I think that I kind of do. This is uh, why I asked this. Yeah, luck. <laughs> I, I I don't believe in like I I think what luck what what people think luck is what people see as luck when something happens and like oh you were so lucky, it's awareness of something happening and then having the drive and uh, knowledge to take advantage of it. I think that's what luck is. Like oh you met this guy that's so lucky oh you you could you got to this thing because of, you saw this that's so lucky that that those two things happened so close together and it's like yeah there are some things like I could have tied my shoe and that guy would have walked past me it's lucky that I was not doing that there are some things that like maybe luck is you know is is uh, what's the word preordained or whatever like it's it's this spiritual thing mm -hmm. but I think in most cases what people think of as good luck is just um you having the awareness to to uh to grab it when it's there and to know what to do with it and then and a lot of people who are you know less fortunate uh or uh, less lucky i guess um maybe aren't as good as that at, at that at recognizing when they should take the, this opportunity or recognizing when they should grab this thing or recognizing when this thing presents itself and they don't maybe they see it but they don't know what to do with it like that's what i think uh unlucky is unless you're like knocking shit off counters and you're like i'm so unlucky then like okay <laughs> <laughs> unless that yeah okay <laughs> so we went through character creation you've set your own attributes now you're off to your main quest yeah yeah oh wait i didn't give luck a number though 
So what is your luck then? My bad. Three solid right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's too logical. Maybe I'm too yeah. like uh, too hey. critical thinking about this. You're <laughs> you. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. But like I said. What about you? What, what about you? What, no, 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 no. That, we'll save that for another episode. What do you mean? We'll save that for an hear. episode. By the way, hear. by the way, this man gave me an idea where like I should do an episode on me. So I think I might do that. I got to figure out how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to you you ask yourself, interview yourself. I don't know. You think mom, where are you living at right now? Yo, do your mom, ask your mom, get your mom to do the questions. That would be amazing, dude. She's probably going to have so much to say. I mean, unless you don't want that, then like whatever. But like, I'm trying to keep my mom out of the public. I don't want, I don't want anybody <laughs> knowing who she is. I like to keep my family life private. Yeah. So. Fair, fair, fair. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I'll do it. You'll do it? Yeah. Okay. Know. I'll say, I'll send you the, right, we'll figure it out. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you did your character creation. You set, you set, you set your attributes. Now you're off to your main quest. So what is the main quest that you're working on? Um, my main quest is, um, I hope you can't hear me making noises with my mouth right now. That would be gross. Yeah. Okay, good. Good mic. Your mic is the dope, yeah. Um, my main quest would be to take what's been given to me and build the foundation so that the next generation can have a solid footing to build what they want what exactly yeah. whatever they want whatever they want because i w was i was given a plot of land i'm speaking in metaphors mm, okay and i had to go around poking the dirt and digging up holes and standing the layout and figuring my shit out i finally feel like i'm like finding a spot I'm leveling out the ground and I need to pour the foundation and then uh, the next generation after me will have something to build on. Nice. Why this though? Why, why, set, out, is, why set out to yeah. this quest? Why set out on this quest? Uh, because I I mean I'm gonna pursue what I think is reasonable for what I'm given. Mm -hmm. But you you um you you can't build you need the right materials to build you know what you're trying to make you need resources to 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 build you know your vision mm -hmm. and I wasn't given the resources <clears throat> so my goal is to gather the resources so that the next generation can build what they want. Like I, I had to figure it out on my own. I'm a first generation college student. Like my parents didn't give me much, um, except for love, which I value immensely. Um, and, uh, I want my kids to, to have more options, more resources, more money, especially to, to have the freedom to do the things that I wasn't able to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm going to try to push them into something like, oh, whenever I was a kid, I wanted to be a pro MMA fighter. So you better go fucking learn how to fight. You know, like, it's more that like, 
when I was a kid, I had these ideas of what I would be. I had no guidance or resources to, to actually make that happen or to even think that it was a possibility. So I want to make sure that is my main quest is to make sure that the, my kids and the next generation has the freedom and the resources and believes that they can actually do whatever it is that they're setting out to. Good answer. But with yeah. every main quest, there's always these side quests that help benefit the main quest. What are some side okay, quests okay, that you're right. doing? So specifics. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to go kill the dragon, we need to go get the for example. All right, yeah. so we need to... So what are some uh, side quests that you're working on to influence um, this main quest? I think I'm, I'm trying to start a business. I'm getting a degree. Um, I'm certified to teach. Um, the, those those things. If if none of the businesses take off, then uh, I can still teach, and that's never going to go away. And I can do that. What are the businesses you want to try opening or run? Um, they all involve gaming and and sports, gaming and fitness, gaming and wellness. Um, I think that. Holy shit, that's super interesting. Um, I think that the next generation of gamers, the ones that are growing up now, they're going to do things with this world that we can't even imagine right now. Agreed. I think that what I think that what they're gonna do is like nothing we do is gonna compare. So I want to build the foundation for them <laughs> mm -hmm. to to have what they need to, for to make it a reality. You plan on all, all those businesses rely are, are centered around that idea of helping them develop and giving them resources, giving them platforms, giving them you know uh, op opportunity. Yeah. Do you plan on having some kind of facility that integrates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the big one, I mean, there's a couple. Big one, the big one is a, a facility that is dedicated to gaming and fitness and okay. tying those two worlds together uh so that it operates sort of like a gym membership where like you pay a monthly fee and you come in and you have access to all this equipment and um my passions are gaming and fitness gaming and sports athletics um i like to rock climb i like to do martial arts i used to skateboard when i was a kid i used to play soccer when i was a kid um i i'm just i love moving i love play i love i love uh that freedom you know i love losing myself and like i love getting all the like getting those like blinders of like that that focus that mm -hmm. like flow state of like being involved in like something so much you know being so involved so engulfed in this thing and in your mission and your goal of like whatever whether it's playing a sport or climbing a wall or uh playing a video game or whatever that flow state is just bliss. And I think people need to um, reignite that passion, reignite that passion to just enjoy themselves. Just go do something just for the sake of you like it. Go mm -hmm. do something just for the sake of the enjoyment of that experience. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's cleansing. Like I said about rock climbing, it's cleansing. It's, it's important. 
and people need good role models to do it in a, in a productive way, you know, like, like with World of Warcraft, it, it consumed my life. I had no role models. I had no Twitch streamers that I could look up to and say, like, this guy is helping me develop healthy habits. And, you know, I had no parents who were saying, like, get off the game. Like, you, you shouldn't be playing that shit for 10 hours a day. Like, you know, it's, it's providing a space for people to, to really become absorbed really consume themselves and their passions in, in play. And um, for me, it's gaming and fitness. And I think that I'm not alone. Uh, so I want to open a facility for people like me, people who want to do those things. That's awesome, man. All right. A lot. I nah. need to work on my pitch, bro. I need an elevator pitch. Let me nail it down to 15 seconds. Are you ready? I'm going to open America's first gaming and sports facility. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably already have one somewhere. Fucking California somewhere. I mean, have you researched it? Mm-hmm. Oh, so they yeah, do I have one? Able to find anything. I oh. found one. I found one, but it's like gaming is like a, an accident in the background. It doesn't, it's not a focus. Ah, okay. Yeah. So they're just kind of putting gaming in there to help right as exactly. a selling point exactly they just want to sell the to leverage sports. the fad yeah <laughs> yeah jeez man people are weird mm. all right so your main quest your side quest my friend yeah yeah now with every quest there's always a final boss okay what is your final boss you wish to conquer um finances finances yeah money my final boss is creating a, 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 a money resources to actually do what it is that I'm trying to do. That's my final boss. I need to defeat this money monster that's holding me back. Because anybody can have an idea, you know, and anybody can, you can have the idea exactly what to do and you're the best person on the planet to do it, but you don't have sh no money, you no know, connections, no network, you're not going to do it. Can't do it. It's a tribal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. So you saying money just for you or to help give more opportunities to other people with these ideas? I mean, I guess mostly for me so that I can open the businesses and then through that is the philanthropy. It's that, you know, um, the through opening these facilities, I'm providing opportunity and platforms for people awesome all right my yeah. friend you conquer your final boss you figure it out and okay. then it hits game over yeah. what's the kind of impact you wish to leave when somebody opens up your save file uh just to push through never give up drive you know um really find what it is that that gets you going and chase it don't fall into the trap of being a robot. Be a human. Follow, find your passion, pursue it, and, and improve yourself as much as possible. Good answer, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, all right, listen up. You ready? I think Hybrid ready. underscore I9. Hybrid underscore I9. Hybrid I9. Hybrid I9. Where, where, on what, on I, what? I nine, I nine, like the processor. Yes, I nine, like the processor. What <laughs> happens when the I eleven comes out? You're gonna be true. I'll change it. You gotta to change I your 11. name to I eleven. Yeah, yeah, but on what, on what platform? 
uh i mostly use twitter and linkedin okay i'll be honest um i i got super like into privacy and like data security and stuff and i deleted my facebook i deleted my instagram i never was into snapchat although i tried a couple of times um i'm not really into tiktok i'm not feeling it i know people say that it's the next big thing but i just don't see it um who knows maybe i'm wrong maybe it's gonna be huge and i'm gonna eat these words but um yeah i just i I feel like it's money laundering it's 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 fake it's it's um what's the word it's it's all created it's fabricated the the the... man i'm getting into some shit here (laughs) let me let me me stop before i go too far down this rabbit hole oh man all right well i got where people can find you uh do you have a in case anybody wants to reach out and help influence your vision where can they you got a business email if you want to if you're if you're for real and that's a key word if you're for real right i get a lot of emails i don't want to have to read your thing and then you don't you don't do shit for two years so if you're for real uh you can email me at my t email address samuel.lewis at utexas.edu and you can also message me on twitter dms are open uh if they're not just follow me whatever and uh, <laughs> if uh and you can find me on linkedin hybrid i9 samuel gonzalez i'd be my sure to put has it. me with uh my picture has me with long hair though so. <laughs> yeah i'm actually going to use that profile pic for the thumbnail so <laughs> okay i'm gonna need you to send that to me after that all right i got Jeez. you well sam thank you so much for sharing your story Thank you for taking the time to come in here, my friend. Thank you so yeah, much man. for accepting this invitation. It was awesome. Honestly, bro. honestly, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much for having me on, dude. Thank you for giving me the platform to tell my story and uh, hopefully have an influence in, in somebody's life. Very well said. Well, guys, gamers, there you have it. You can tell by this man's story that he has a lot of passion for what he's learned and the things that he's gone through that he's going to leverage that into the gaming and fitness industry like you like he said it himself he's a hybrid uh it is a little rare but i'm pretty sure there's more out there and if you are one of those please feel free actually contact this guy whether how little or how big it is contact this up. guy i'm also looking for coaches looking for coaches looking <laughs> for coaches guys if you made it this far it's the longest podcast i've done so far you're the ogs you're the real ones and if you didn't make it this far, you're not going to hear it, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This is your boy, Gold Lion. Getting out of here. Stay happy, stay healthy, and most of all gamers, stay gold. Much love. Yup! Yeah!